This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? Happy Tuesday, the very, very last day of January. And it's cold out. Good morning, Salt Lake City, Jata. If you're listening somewhere warmer, I'm jealous. Uh, a big show for you, as always, presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. Theadvocates.com. Make sure you go chat with an attorney live online 24-7 at theadvocates.com where you never reach into your pocket. You don't pay The Advocates. Until they win your case, theadvocates.com. What's going on with the Utah Jazz? Again, I hate to say I told you so, Jake. Actually, I yeah. don't hate saying I told you yeah, so. We I actually know. quite enjoy telling yeah, you as, I told you uh, so. You know, as the as Tanner the Soaker would say, quote, here we go. That's exactly right. Here we go. Uh, one hour from right now, we will deliver the uh, most fresh off the... Um, I don't know, the smoker, fresh off the, <laughs> fresh out of the oven. Yeah. Uh, we have the latest details on the Dallas Mavericks and the Utah Jazz. That's coming up at 7 o'clock, 58 minutes from right now. Stick around for that. But, of course, we kick off the show with breaking news that we had first on Twitter yesterday, and that is that the Pac-12 is divided. You know they were having their meetings in Tempe, Arizona yesterday, where it is not four degrees like it was this morning here in Salt Lake. No, friends. Um, but you know that the Pac-12 uh, had their meetings, and there is a significant divide amongst Pac-12 membership on what to do with their TV deal. And and the big problem here is, obviously, is you have members who want the conference to survive, who are all in, long-term viability, let's expand. And then you have this group of four schools that we told you yesterday include Washington, Oregon, and the Arizona schools that do not want to expand, that do not see streaming as a viable option uh, for Tier 1 rights. In fact, that is the dividing line in the conference. Sources tell us that Oregon and Washington and the Arizona schools will not ratify a TV deal, which is to say they will not sign a grant of rights if a streaming partner, in this case Amazon, gets all of the best games, and the only place to watch the biggest games in the Pac-10 will be on Amazon. Those four schools will not ratify that deal. And Jake, I think what this is, this is a, a significant divide. And frankly, I don't know how the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever you want to call them now, I don't know how the remaining 10 schools in the conference overcome it. Yeah, I mean, I, there's not a clear path to overcoming you know, th this issue, because the issue is not just financial. The issue is not just, well, you know, we want to make $3 and you're telling us we're only going to make $1. That's not the issue here. The issue, you know, very clearly is uh, philosophical, meaning that, you know, some of these schools uh, don't believe that streaming is the best option for a tier one rights package, meaning, you know, hey, all of our stuff is going to be only on Amazon. You know, we're not going to be on traditional 
TV, you know, direct TV, what, you know, whatever your provider is, we're not going to be on that. We're only going to be on Amazon. And I think, you know, some of these schools have real issue with that. And, and I can't say necessarily that I blame them for that. I, I, I would have some hesitation. I mean, as we've, we've talked about at length on this show, uh, on this topic, I think that, that Amazon right now is trying to push its way into live, you know, streaming sports sporting events that's what they're trying to do the trouble is is that it's a process to get there for the consumer and that's always been the fight so when you look at that and then you compound it with hey how many people actually have prime accounts how many people would actually think to go to amazon prime video to watch a live sporting event like there's a lot of questions here it's not as simple as just like oh well you know hey this is going to cost us a little more should we do it or not it's not that simple and that's why i say this conversation we've been having about you know washington oregon like hell like even utah you know i'd love to throw into this even though mark harlan says they're not going anywhere these major schools that are left after the sc ucla departure i don't know how you stay i don't know what that looks like because you have the major tv providers you know the or the networks saying like espn fox like the major players we all know and love saying that they're not particularly interested in paying tier one costs so the point is hey if we can't agree on amazon and and espn and fox aren't willing to pay us what we want to be paid where does that leave us that's the issue here that's the hurdle that I don't think George Klyovkov has has reconciled in his mind. I don't think he's 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 put enough weight into how heavy this issue is for the conference. Yeah, I think this this divide in the conference is pretty significant. And I think when you look at who we're talking about, you're looking at, you know, I think three of the most powerful schools in the remaining ten with Oregon, Washington, and Arizona State. And I think when you look at, at Arizona, Arizona and Arizona State are going to do the same thing. Washington and Washington State are going to do the same thing. Oregon and Oregon State are going to do the same thing. I think it's really fascinating to understand the power structure. And I think right now, you know, it was pointed out yesterday, I thought it was a really good point. Oregon doesn't currently have leadership in, in their institution. They are, they are going through an, a, a leadership change. And as far as athletics go, I still maintain that Phil Knight is the athletic director, the CEO, the president, the god of gods mm -hmm. at Oregon. But when it comes to grant of rights and making these deals, I don't know that Phil Knight has that much sway. Um, I think when it comes to changing conferences and negotiating back channels, I think he has a tremendous amount of sway. But from what I was told yesterday, you're looking at a situation where you cannot get a grant of rights done with, with Amazon. And I think that's a huge problem. Because the argument comes back to something that we've talked on this show about multiple times. Is a streaming deal for your best games, your what's called tier one rights, is a streaming deal for your biggest games really viable? Especially when you don't have a, a, an institution south of, of Palo Alto. When, when you look at the, the makeup of the Bay Area, you start to understand that Cal and, and Stanford are the two most Southern enclaves of this conference right now. And I think the Pac-12 is in a really precarious situation because they don't want to expand until they have a TV deal. But their TV partners, as it was explained to us yesterday, the deal that's on the table for the Pac-12 right now is $250 million a year. 
That's $25 million per school per year on average. But the bigger deal is, where's where's the balance of power in this conference? Are you really going to give every school the exact same amount of money? Well, that doesn't make a lot of sense Mm -hmm. because Oregon and Washington have already said in a new deal, we want a larger slice of the pie or we're going to leave. I mean, it is it is that simple. And if you only have a small pie, which in I know it sounds crazy, two hundred fifty million dollars for ten schools on on average, that's not a lot. That's twenty five million dollars. Look at when you're a quarter of the income on your 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 distribution deal that the Big Ten schools are at. Like that's insanity when you're talking about merely trying to survive. So what you find out is. This is a divided conference, and I think there are a a, a pretty significant chunk of members in the Pac-10 right now that want out. I think that's the only conclusion you can draw here is this conference is trying to find a way to stay together. And George Klyovkov is not the guy pulling the strings, in my opinion. I think the presidents and the athletic directors will control the future of this conference. George Klyovkov does not have a united group of 10. He That's has got, yeah, he's got a very divided group of 10. And if in fact it, it, it is, our sources are right. And I have no reason to believe that they're not. If in fact it is $25 million per school. And by the way, that's a seven year grant of rights. Is Oregon signing a seven year grant of rights for $25 million a year? Um, Man, I can't see them doing that. No, no, hell no. And, and I don't know. This is why I say, I mean, you, you go back to, yeah, exactly. This is why, like you go back to all this nonsense, right? And, and I know we always bring it up when we talk about the PAC 12, but this is why it was such an issue when you had this, the, the fight that George Klyovkov put up about UCLA leaving and following SC, yeah. like you shouldn't, honest to God, you should not have put up a fight with that. Instead, what you should have done is you should have tried to turn that into a positive and united the conference. That's what you should have done because now you're looking at this power struggle. And and I don't care if we're talking about, you know, the Pac-10, Pac-12, whatever. You know, I don't care if we're talking about a football conference right. or we're talking about, you know, uh, you know, an office space, right? A team in an office doing a doing something. If you have a power struggle, if there's a power divide, and that power divide is based in philosophical differences, you're going to have a real tough time moving forward on a united front. And by the way, you're going to have an even tougher time moving forward when the grass is clearly greener on the other side of the fence. Like, this isn't even a discussion. The grass is clearly greener on the Big Ten side of the fence, with all due respect to, you know, George Klyavkov. So that's why I say... Your point about Oregon wanting a bigger slice of the pie? Well, of course. Of course, because Oregon pulls more. Oregon's actually been, you know, to like uh, a a playoff, a a major bowl game. Like, they've done some things that schools like, you know, Oregon State or Stanford or, you know, whatever school you want to point to haven't been able to do yet. And frankly, it's incredible to me that a school like Arizona State, after it's just recently moved on from the Herm Edwards debacle already has power at the table. Like that's incredible to me, but it kind of paints this picture of, Hey, this is where the conference is at because SC is gone because UCLA is gone. So that's why I say when I look at the pack 10 now, as it's currently constructed, this is very different than what the big 12 
went through and is going through with Oklahoma and Texas, right? And you see the differences. You see the fact that the Big 12 has already got a new TV deal and they're already pushing forward and they've added schools. And I'm not just talking about BYU, right? This really has nothing to do with BYU. It's more of a philosophical difference in leadership, that's right? right? Your mark gets it. And and that's why I'm saying like, like Kevin Warren, before he left, he understood, hey, I have to do this. I got to get this, you know, TV deal done. I got to get the, you know, the Big Ten after uh, dark, you know, deal done before I leave. Well, and I think that's also playing a big part of this that Peacock and NBC have a, have essentially Big Ten after dark and they're going to leverage UCLA and USC to deliver that product. And obviously, I mean, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that late window now belongs to NBC. Yeah. That late window no longer belongs to Pac-12 after dark. By the way, I would remind you that the first people who found out about this story yesterday were all of our members on the channel. I would encourage you to uh, click the link we just put in the chat or click the join button on your phone right now. For $9.99 a month, you always get the details first as members of the program. Uh, program. We put it first. I did a video yesterday in our Instagram group. The Monty Membership Instagram group yesterday put that video in there telling you that there was divide amongst Pac-10 Pac members. Um, anytime there's a breaking jazz story, anytime we have details on jazz trade talk, we always give it to our members first. Make sure you click the join button. Appreciate everybody. We're up to, what is it, 74 members now yeah. yep. um, on the channel. And again, a lot of people ask us, well, what if I don't like it? You can cancel anytime. Um, it is simply put $9.99 a month. You get an exclusive video every day and that might be merch drops, which by the way, our merch is coming, uh, this week. It, it should be good. We are waiting for, we're going to use Amazon, uh, drop shipping, uh, for all of our merchandise. So we are waiting for approval. They say it takes some time, but that sometime should be today. Uh, our great graphic designer, Amber, uh, delivered Excellent graphics. You guys approved them last week on the show. So we should have a merch drop for you uh, this week. But members are going to get that a full week ahead of time. And they they get to kind of pick their own merch that they want. And by the way, if you're a member, we also will offer you pickup service uh, on that merchandise as well. So I'm telling you, it pays to be a member. You get the information first. You get the contest first. You get the prizes first. You get the merch first. Yeah. And I think you get access to a great community. Our Instagram members only chat room has been fabulous. Click the link, become a member, join the Monty show. Uh, all right. So again, if you're just tuning in this morning, I see a bunch of people just hopping on. We are talking about the latest details on this Pac-12 story from yesterday. Um, and again, just to, you know, just to reset that, um, there is a divide amongst Pac-10 members, the remaining 10 members about what to do with their distribution deal. We are told yesterday uh, by TV industry sources that the Pac-10 has a deal on the table with ESPN and Amazon that is $25 million a year per school for seven years. So it's $250 million for seven years. And I think that is a, a, a just an un, unworkable, untenable, unsustainable number if you are a Pac-10 member. But with all due respect, again, we were also told yesterday that the real issue is 
Southern California, anything south of the Bay Area is a huge hole revenue-wise when it comes to selling a new TV deal and that the Pac-10 continues to be in this situation where do we expand first, do we TV deal first? Because they have a TV deal for this coming season. We're talking about the 2024 season. So what should the Pac-10 do? If I'm the Pac-10, I do not sign a TV deal now. I do everything that I can do to get San Diego State into the conference. I do everything that I can do to get Fresno State into the conference. I do everything I can do to get SMU into the conference. And I find one more school, Colorado State or Boise State, seems to make a lot of sense as far as the footprint goes. But hey, I I think you have a lot of options, frankly. I go and get San Diego State, SMU, Fresno State, and I think Colorado State or Boise State. Boise's building beautiful facilities. I think they are in the footprint. Geographically, they make a lot of sense. I've heard their name consistently with the Pac-10. That's where I would go. I would not just add two schools to react to USC and UCLA leaving. I was told that they would like to do a larger expansion, but I think there's some hesitation there because if they expand, you are making your TV and those expansion partners promises that right now I just don't think the Pac-10 can keep Mm -hmm. because I don't think they can guarantee no matter who they add that Oregon and Washington are staying. The issue is Oregon and Washington haven't left yet. And that tells me that they haven't gotten a concrete offer from from the Big Ten. And now with Kevin Warren leaving the Big Ten, and we told you this when that news came out, Kevin Warren is going to be the new president of the Chicago Bears. That was a lifeline to the Pac-10. And if I am George Klyovkov and the president's remaining, the 10 remaining presidents in the Pac-10, I am aggressively expanding to, to, to 14 schools. I'm doing everything I can do right now to grow my footprint, get San Diego State. And this is also, by the way, part and parcel to what the Big 12 is doing. And it is curious that the Big 12 is not doing much right now. They... They have been very quiet, Mm -hmm. very quiet, which I don't think is a bad thing. They got their TV deal. They're at $30 million or whatever it is per school. Like, okay, great. But what are you going to do to add value? Because you know now that that TV deal says, hey, we're not going to pay on par. The TV partners essentially have said, we're not going to pay on par if you bring in a group of five school. If you bring in a San Diego State, we're not paying you what we're paying for a P5 program. So I think that's why you see so many people pointing the Big 12 at rating the Pac-10. But I don't know that that's an option. Mm -hmm. And again, this goes back to Mark Harlan, the athletic director at Utah, saying we're not leaving, which you talked about. Yeah, I I think it's... it's, you know, I, I don't want to come off as being Mr. Negative on the whole thing. I just it just doesn't make a lot of sense. It, no, it doesn't. I, I, I don't like like usually when we talk about business dealings in sports, like whether it's this you know the Pac-12 thing or you know uh, you know the Jazz trade deadline, you know right. like any any business opportunity. Usually there are things where you're like, okay, I could kind of see like where they're coming from. I might disagree with it, but you can kind of understand like why they're doing this or doing that. I just simply don't understand overall. It's not even that I particularly disagree with it. I just don't understand it. I don't understand how you you have been in this position for a minute now. It's been, I mean, what has it been? What is it like? Like at least months. I I I feel like we've been talking about this for 
I mean, it hasn't been a year, but but damn, it feels like a year, you know, like for a long time now, long enough. And and it's surprising to me that a commissioner, you know, would look around the landscape in college football and see just how successful, you know, the SEC is, just how successful, you know, albeit a two-team league, the, the Big Ten is, you know. And then you look at the Big 12 making progress at least, and then you're sitting here on your hands. And I just... You know, you look at this tweet out of Mark Harlan, like the arrogance in this tweet, the 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 absolute the absolute pride on display in this tweet of we're not leaving. But look at the original tweet uh, tweet from John Kurtz, who says the Pac-12 had a standalone game on Friday night with huge playoff implications and their biggest brand that is leaving soon playing and was almost three and a half million behind two <coughs> non-OU Texas Big 12 teams. <coughs> Like, I mean, that's a huge problem, man. And, like, and then to retweet that and say, we're not leaving. So yeah. that's why I say like... And by the way, Mark Harlan, the athletic director at Utah, yeah. saying we're not leaving. It's but, incredible. And, you know, like you have Dr. Chris Hill, the former athletic director at Utah, saying our, our, you know, our, our alumni base is in the Bay Area. Come on. You really think that your alumni is not going to follow you to the Big 12 if you go to the Big 12? Like, you're... you're to me, you're putting yourself in an un, unlikely situation to succeed here. If you truly are steadfast at Utah, staying in the Pac-10, I think that's that's great. But you be, be you better be part of the solution. You better be actively, proactively working behind the scenes to to help the conference move forward. Because I I, I just don't see that you're going to make as much money in the Pac-10 if this truly is where we are as a conference, and if George Klyovkov and the membership are stuck on this idea of a TV deal before expansion, yeah. which again, I think is a mistake. But like even that concept, not to cut you off, but that concept is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. You you are so hell-bent on signing a TV deal before you expand that you're just sitting here meddling. Like, it's crazy to me, and and again, I'm not I'm not the Pac-10, Pac-12 commissioner. I'm not some football coach or AD or whatever, right? Like, I'm not in it, so maybe I'm missing something here. But to me, it makes way more sense to expand and then do the deal. It because, does, like, because yes, it does. then, like, your TV partners know how many teams you are. Like, they know the markets. Like, you have an actual foundation to negotiate off of. I mean, you you can't. Look, you can't go to somebody. It's like this Comcast thing, right? This is a perfect example, the Comcast thing, where Comcast, you know, has been overpaying and didn't know it, and the Pac-12 knew it, that whole thing we talked about last week. It's a perfect example. You're doing business not knowing how many people actually subscribe in Comcast That's land. That's crazy. Like, how is that possible? Like, well, it's the same thing. But what else does that say? And I want to get to your comments because I really want to hear from you guys on this. Drop your comments. Like, do you think that the Pac-12 survives is, I think, is one of the bigger questions out of this. But what happens to Pac-12 networks? Because I think no matter what, I think absolutely no matter what, I think the Pac-12 networks are going away as we currently know them. I don't think you need, you know, multiple streams or multiple feeds. You need one channel, the Pac-12 network, right? But I don't think in cable country... That's worked, and I think it has cost them a ton of money. And now they are they are moving out. They are closing their facility down and moving to the East Bay, San Ramon, California. Um, 
And they're going to, by, by what's been described as build a production house. Note they didn't say we're moving Pac-12 networks to San Ramon. They said we are building a production house. I think you're going to see that this is not going to be a network anymore. And I think that there are, and I've been told repeatedly, um, that you have presidents who want to stop dumping money into Pac-12 networks. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that's, is, that's exactly right. And I was, I was tweeting yesterday um, with some people over whether or not you know, there, there is actually a balance of power. But I actually don't think there's any question that there is a that there is a balance of power. And I think when you look at the way that this is has played out, I just think they that these presidents don't any longer want to put bad money after bad money into the, the Pac twelve networks because it just hasn't worked. They've and how lost can you blame them? hundreds. Yeah, they've lost hundreds of millions of dollars. And at this point, really the potential between the money you've spent and the money you've not made, it's it's multiple billion dollars at and this point. And there's no way back. Yeah. That's the problem. There's no way back on the Pac-12 network. There's just not because, again, you're on Dish. You're not on DirecTV. You're not on, like, with all due respect to Dish and its customers, like, DirecTV is where you need to be to make the most money. Like, like again, that's just the reality of the landscape. And and that's why we're when this conversation, you know, that we've been having for 25 minutes now, at the beginning of this conversation, we talked about the fact that there is a philosophical difference of opinion on on whether streaming can be a tier one option, meaning can a streaming service, you know, Amazon, Amazon. Prime Video, can you have all your games on Amazon Prime Video and be successful. not even all not even all your games just your biggest games and right now like Oregon Washington would arguably be the biggest football game in the conference right if Oregon and Washington are on Amazon Prime Sports how much does that hurt you versus Oregon and Washington being the you know the the 6 Pacific 9 Eastern kickoff on ESPN and ESPN Plus I think it's significantly less viewership. I do, and I know that you have hundreds of millions of subscribers on on Amazon, and but that doesn't translate. You know, Soccer Mom probably isn't watching Pac-12 football <coughs> in Florida. I wonder if Amazon has, and I know they have access to this type of stuff, but like, I wonder if in this in this you know air quotes negotiation or conversation, you know, this window in time for the conference. If Amazon has provided George Klyovkov and the team at the Pac-12 conference with um, detailed subscriber numbers, meaning, hey, yeah, we have this many, you know, subscribers or whatever to Amazon Prime. Prime, Prime who, video users. Yeah, users. Yeah. But how many of those inside of that number, how many of those people actually are sports Consumers. But and I think Eric and Raleigh way back in the day, and I don't know if Eric's here today, but I think Eric and Raleigh back in the day when we first started talking about that made that exact point. Hey, it's cool that you have all these people that use Amazon Prime Video. Yeah. But does Carol in in Lake Forest, California, is she watching, you know, the Housewives of Orange County or is she watching Pac-12 football? Um because I, I don't think just because you have, and what is the number, 400 million or however yeah, many like that, yeah. Amazon Prime members there are, I, that has nothing to do with how many of them will watch football. 
Because if you look at the drop-off the NFL saw on Thursday Night Football being on Prime Video, I think I actually think Amazon did well with that, and I think everybody's pretty happy with it. But the Pac-12 already has. I mean, you're fitting all their viewers into a thimble at this point already. That number's going to shrink more because people, A, are not going to know where to find the game right off the bat. You're going to have to retrain them. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of people who find it clunky to have to switch apps on a smart TV. I already complain about that. We did it last night. My wife was watching Downton Abbey last night. And I'm like, yeah, but there's, or a basketball, or, but over here in Property Brothers, and I've got Dame, and. You know, as of, as of July 5th, 2022, this is saying there's 163.5 million people with a Prime account. And they're forecasting forward that that number is going to push 180 million by 2025. So let's call Just it 100. Even country. if you go to 180 million, yeah. How many of those people are watching Prime Sports? Did you guys? Do you guys know that Amazon has Prime Sports Talk? Did are you, you know guys that? aware? Are you guys at all aware that Amazon Sports does live sports talk every day in the app? I had no idea they were doing that until a couple of weeks ago. Now, I like it, it's. I don't know. I don't understand the philosophy at Amazon. I don't understand the marketing at Amazon. I don't understand because you don't see Amazon marketing the NFL. I see the Amaz- I see the NFL marketing Amazon, mm-hmm. which is a big difference, by the way. It's a huge difference. Yeah, I had no idea there was live streaming sports talk video on Amazon Sports. I had no idea. None Bro, whatsoever. What are you talking about, man? Like I, and this is what I do for a living. I do yeah. live streaming sports talk. I had no idea until a couple of weeks ago that Amazon even existed in that space. I had, I had no idea. You know, I, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it is, I will maintain that, you know, I look, I, I think the positive side of Amazon is that they do have a, a, a base of people that are already on their platform. And and could potentially be turned into a sports fan. I think that's the positive. But I have to agree that when you know you're talking to someone who like you guys who consume sport live streaming sports talk every day, how many of you actually knew that Amazon did that? If we didn't know that, I have to imagine that not you know most consumers who you know are just kind of living life and doing their thing and have yeah. kids and have all the stuff that they're handling that grown ass adults handle. Like, I don't think you probably know about that. Like, but I would be really curious. I think it's a great question. Yep. Uh, the Monty Show every day is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. We got stuck in traffic at a construction zone, and I got rear-ended at 80 miles an hour. So I needed help. They just stepped in and pretty much took care of everything. If you're in a motor vehicle accident or situation, call The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Present the Monty Show every single day. You never go into your pocket. No retainers, no consultation fees. You don't pay the advocates until they win your case. Chat with an attorney live online at theadvocates.com. All right, let's get your thoughts in here on this. Would you watch Pac-12 football on Amazon? Like, do you watch sports on Amazon? What are your thoughts on that? Um, let's see where we are. Somebody gave us a $10 tip. Let me see. Larry Pilgrim. Good morning to you. Most smart TVs come preloaded with the Amazon app. It's easy to access. Yeah. My TV has the Amazon app, but the difference is there is a convenience factor to, Oh, the NFL's on Fox. Let me just go over to Fox 13. 
but it's right there. He knows the channel that fo- football on Fox right. is. You know the channel. And I don't disagree, uh, Larry, that when you open the Amazon app, you know, the Amazon has done a good job, you know, like with Thursday Night Football, putting it right there on the homepage so you can just get to but, it really but quick. But let's be honest, though. If you have a smart TV and you click up to get to your apps, because I have a Samsung like 900 inch rocket ship in my <laughs> living room, right? Like I'm I think I have a 70 inch or whatever. Right, beautiful TV. I click up on my TV remote. So not my direct TV remote, no. my TV remote. Right. I click the menu up button and it pulls up all of my apps. If I scroll over to Amazon Prime Video and I highlight it, it'll tell me Thursday Night Football is live. And then it'll say Doubt Nabby and then it'll say Chicago PD and then it'll say... So you're right, it's not difficult to get to, but here's the problem. If the National Football League saw a significant drop in viewership from broadcast Thursday night football to stream Thursday night football, and I again, I think they had issues with announcers. I think they had issues with audio. Yep. I think they had they worked all of that out as the season went on. Al Michaels and I thought Kirk Herb Street was incredibly awkward at times, but they got better. Right? So they did a good job with the broadcast and they still saw a precipitous decline in viewership. Yeah. That's the National Football League. What do you say to the Pac 12, who already doesn't have the biggest games in the country, not close to the biggest games in the country? How many people are willing to go over to Amazon Prime to watch that? When Alabama, Florida, when. Ohio State, Michigan State. Dude, like, let's get... The Garden Variety big conference game is on. But let's get into the nitty-gritty, too, right? Like, you have that dynamic. And as a sports fan, like, like Wednesday night, tomorrow night, Jazz play again. So tomorrow night, I can guarantee you that I will be flipping around and I'll have 683-1 dialed in. I'll have probably 206 dialed in. I'll probably have 216 No, you know in. what I'll have dialed like, in? I'll, I'll have 725, 726, 727. You yeah. know why? Because that's the NBA League Pass. Yes. I yes. know the numbers. I'm a direct TV subscriber. I know the channel numbers I need to go to on a regular basis. Because frankly, that's what I watch regularly. I'm either in my DVR watching... Last night, we watched some Property Brothers. We watched some X Games. We watched some right. on the DVR. Right. Flipping back and forth to basketball. Flipping back and forth to Property Brothers. Like, I think that's probably how most Americans during the week watch TV. But on the weekends, I know where the NFL Sunday ticket is. I know where the league pass is. I can tell you I know where the MLB package is. I know where to find Cubs baseball. And you're right. If it goes to Amazon, Larry, I'll know how to find the Pac-12 on Amazon. But I am a diehard Utah Pac-12 fan. Hey, by the way, where'd the Sunday ticket go to? Anybody anybody wondering? And they, by and by the way, they, speaking of YouTube TV, YouTube when people cut the cord, there a new study came out, a new survey came out yesterday. Mm-hmm. Where are people going when they cut the cord? So when they stop DirecTV or they stop Comcast Cable or what's the number one service they go to? YouTube TV. And it's not close. Notice they didn't say, well, I need my sports, so I'm going to... No, they're going to YouTube TV. That's, to me, the future. And Larry Scott sat in front of us all those years ago now Mm -hmm. at Pac-12 Media Day. It's on the channel. 
I believe. It is. And said, oh, well, because I asked him specifically about a deal with Google. He said, we're working on it. We're working on it. And it never came. And that's where Pac-12 football should live. Yeah. Pac-12 football should live on YouTube TV. Yep. But, but it, won't. it won't. And that's it. That's a huge problem. Larry, I appreciate the tip. Thanks so much. Uh, Larry also says college football is regional for the most part and sports bars have direct TV with games on so hard to really know how uh, the true numbers are. Well, totally that's agree. A great, and so totally that's agree. another side of the conversation because how many, uh, you know, how many sports bars are going to be willing to add yet another cost to their bottom line? Because, I don't think a lot of them. I really right? don't. Like you, you think about, you know, direct TV, dish, like, you know, you look at, uh, we'll use the break as an example, right? Great sports bar here in town. Love them. Club sandwich. I'm about it. Let's go. Let's do it. They have great TVs with all kinds of different programming on them. No, they don't have YouTube TV streaming. They don't have Amazon Prime Sports streaming. They have ESPN or NFL Network or like the major player in the space. I have to imagine, not that I spend much time there on the weekends, but on the weekends, I have to imagine Fox is probably on the tube with a football game. Like, yeah. You, so, yeah, so, we've been, Mrs. Monty and I were at the break um, in December on a Sunday morning. All the NFL games are there. Like, I don't know. Will they do that? I have no idea. Uh, San Diego State says, I went to Sling TV, then switched to YouTube TV. Right. Uh, good morning, NY Monty fan says, I have YouTube TV for almost two years now. You stud. Yeah, and by the way, I, I should say this. Like, when when the Jazz roll out the new TV deal, I have to imagine that Jazz basketball will be available on YouTube TV. I'd be really surprised if it wasn't, just because of how much of a player they're, they are in the space. Like, if that happens, I would definitely consider using YouTube TV. We use it every day here. Like, it's yeah. got everything else I need. Like, I, I I, would have no trouble using it. By the way, I also think that's one of the things that we talked about last week was that news that um, Comcast customers can now stream jazz basketball. So, I think that was really interesting. Um, wow, a lot of YouTube TV subscribers on this show. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, having the channels grouped together is a huge win. It is. I agree with that. Boyd Lake uh, and the NFL is not used to shrinking and declining anywhere. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree with that. Um, let's see. Who else is in this morning? Maury Alvarez, first one in, says, Morning, fellas, working, so I'll catch you after the show. Maury, appreciate you. Teddy Wayman, what's up with you, bud? Teddy, you got to come to my house, dude. Got to come to my house. Shower's a problem, man. What better f***ing execution? The Teddy Wayman bat signal is up. Are we clear on that? He says, hit the like button. Indeed. Can I, Johnson, how are you? Hasn't the Pac-12 been doomed? I mean, the Pac-10, they are doomed. I, I yeah, honestly, it, if it's $25 million a year, which sources <laughs> told us yesterday, the current offer on the table um, for the Pac-12 combined is $25 million a year per school for 10 schools for seven years. And there are, again, if you're just tuning into the show, um, Oregon, Washington, and the Arizona schools have, have not said that they will gratif uh, ratify that grant of rights. They won't sign the grant of rights on that deal. Yeah. And I think that is there. I think there's a divided conference. I really do. Provo Cougar fan says, where is global warming when you really could use it? It is cold this morning. Oh, in Utah. Yes. Depending on where you are. I know we have, um, you know, Vegas, Phoenix. We were looking at our numbers yesterday where most of our viewers are. I don't know how it happened, but Los Angeles, Las Vegas, Phoenix, you guys are coming in strong. Now, by far, Utah 
Salt Lake City is by far our largest market, mm-hmm. northern northern Utah. But it's good to see you guys from around the uh, the Pacific Southwest. Yeah. And stuff. Yeah. Good to see you guys. Uh, Eric and Raleigh is here this morning. Let's just get the NCAA football down to two twenty four conference, 2014 conferences That's what already. That's I'm saying, dude. We're messing around with like 18 different conferences. Just group them together. <laughs> like, it just is what it is. I don't think that's a bad idea. Football at 50, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza in 10 minutes. James Knight, all the way in Australia, mate. James, did you see what I sent to you in the group chat last night? You, you, you little Josh Giddy love. Yeah, you conveniently ignored me. You know, the other day on the show, you said I don't watch, you know, Oklahoma City Thunder basketball, and I was watching last night. Shea Gilgis Alexander was pretty Buddy good can last play, night. Dude. dude. Ooh. Jazz basketball talk in 20 minutes. Stick around for that. Andy H says Royal Palm, Florida, 70 degrees. Hey, thanks. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate, Appreciate it, dude. that. Thanks, bud. Appreciate that. We were talking about Tampa, Florida yesterday. Tampa, Florida had good weather yesterday. Landon Young (laughs) says, good morning. Landon, nice to see you. Mr. Preston, who's a member of the program, says, good morning. It's a bit frosty out, but let's go. Yes. Exactly right. Um, Brett Robbins says, I can't wait uh, for Dorian. Yeah, I don't, don't, you know. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe, who's a member, says, good morning. Uh, Capazzo, good morning to you. Provo Cougar fan says, haven't Oregon, Washington, Stanford, and Cal demanded a higher revenue share than everyone else? that depends on who you believe. Um, I've heard multiple times that Oregon and Washington um, are in line to get a larger share of the pot. Well, I mean, Washington has the most vocal president in the conference right now. She's been, she has been very vocal about wanting to slash expenses on Pac-12 Network. Um, and I think she's one of the people leading the charge to eliminate Pac-12 Network. Um, and turn it into a production house, as yeah. we know they're doing. She's been one of the people leading that. I love this concept, though, that Stanford and Cal, you know, could like even the notion that they've demanded a bigger slice of the pie. Who the hell are you to demand yeah. a bigger slice of the pie? Like Stanford and Cal have been a weight around the neck of the Pac Pac twelve. Yeah, like, I mean they on. have. I mean, neither one of them is relevant in football. And Stanford is slightly relevant in basketball. And it, it's just been so difficult to, to consistently perform at a high level at Stanford or Cal yeah. because the academics at Stanford are, I mean, it's tough to get into Stanford, man. It's such, and I think the other thing is people don't realize how small of a school Stanford is. It's not a big school. It is not. It's not UCLA. It's not. No. You know, it, it, it's not a big school whatsoever. Uh, Eric says no one in the Bay Area cares a, about Stanford or Cal. They don't. I agree with that. Capazzo says 21 in the Jeezy this morning. The oh, what Jeezy. a fine day. Good morning, St. George. Good to see you. K. Do Rock Chalk, what's up? On top of this TV deal, you have the repayments back to Comcast. Not good for the pack. I mean, Gesundheit. Not, it, it's not good for the pack at all. Yeah. Uh, the Pac-12... By the way, did anybody also notice that they fired the president of the Pac-12 networks and have not replaced them? Mm. Do you think that position gets filled? Not until after this is settled. I don't, I don't think. think I don't think it ever gets filled because again, and I could be completely wrong about this. You know, we talk to a lot of people in the industry. Yeah. Based on those conversations, I would t- I think Pac-12 networks goes away. There's no reason to have a president when you're not going to have a network. Yeah. I think Pac-12 Network goes away. I truly do. I don't think yeah, it, maybe it I don't, does, dude. I don't yeah. think it continues. I, I just thought it was interesting. It was pointing out to me yesterday. They haven't they haven't filled that those positions they eliminated. 
You know, like that to me makes a lot of sense. Tim Bruckmiller says, does Colorado and Utah want to sign this deal when they have an invite to the Big 12? I don't know that they have an invite to the Big 12. Yeah, I don't think you can guarantee <clears throat> that, dude. I, I, Excuse I me. mean, I, I certainly, you know, uh, Tim, I'm with you, bro. Like I, you know, again, in the membership Instagram group, members yeah. only group, we were talking about this yesterday for probably a good hour or so. Like I, I hate, I literally hate the position Utah is in right now where you have an AD that's very arrogant, very prideful, very boastful. But about, very good at his job, though. Well. He's been, but well, but they've gotten facility upgrades. They, I mean, you continue to see the infrastructure and support that athletics is getting at Utah. Yeah. So he's done a good job. I just, I'm with you. I don't agree on his stance on we're not leaving. I, I just, the tough part for me, like, I don't disagree. Yes, he's done all that. But it very much, to me, feels like, and I could be wrong, but it feels like, to me, what good is any of that? If you're in a conference, that just doesn't matter. It does, like, the Pac-12 is irrelevant. Like, it's one team. And it's two teams on the years that Utah, you know, gets to that final stage of the season, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. and that's, and, and again, I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a BYU homer or Utah homer. Like, I didn't grow up in the state. So I'm just, I'm just telling it how I see it. And I'm just simply saying, what good is the best program in the country if you're in some, like Clemson? What good is Clemson in the ACC, right? Like, what good is Ohio State in the Big Ten? It doesn't matter, dude. Like, you, But the Big Ten at least makes a ton of money. Right. It's not a deep or quality football conference. Any way you slice it, that's a crappy football conference. But what do they do? They put Michigan and Ohio State in the college football playoff, mm -hmm. and they make money. That's I mean I don't know what so else you're trying to do. What's the difference then, right? Because because if you're not better on the field, because this is the age old debate that we've had on this show a million times. A million times, hey, yes, sir. The Pac-12 is way better on the field than the Big Ten, right? And the Pac-12 arguably is just as good on the field, top to bottom, as the Big 12. Yet somehow, some way. We find ourselves in a position where we get to talk about, hey, the Pac-12 is suffering and likely isn't going to survive because they have bad leadership and the other three, really the other four conferences have, you know, yeah. good to, or decent to good to elite leadership. And that's, so when we talk about Utah, that's why, where I get frustrated. Not because I think Utah sucks or because they're not good enough. They're plenty good enough. They're plenty good enough. They have great facilities. Like, they're a great school. But when your AD has this this philosophy of we're not going anywhere and we're committed to some conference that's that hasn't done anything for us, in my opinion, like when you compare them to the other conferences that we're talking about, I just don't get it. And that's why I say this this narrative about, you know, the Big 12 adding schools like you really needed. Ideally, you would have gotten into the Big 12 in that expansion window when they added BYU and, you know, and all those in those three other schools. That's when you would have, you know, ideally would have liked to have gotten in, but you didn't. And so now I'm left to wonder if you're going to publicly say on Twitter, hey, we're not leaving and the other conferences aren't expanding, then don't cry me a river about seven years and 25 a year. I don't feel bad for you. That's yeah. the bed you've made. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Jasketball says, is Cam Rising coming back or is his career done? No, he's coming back. He is coming back, Which, no again, doubt. Which, again, is the other shame in all this. The boys are coming back. Yeah. Brant's coming back. Like, Yeah, Cam by the Rising's way, don't, for, don't forget, and you have a chance to, to ask uh, Brant Keithy uh, about coming back because uh, 
Brant and um, our guy Max Tooley uh, will join us for the uh, Monty Big Five O birthday bash. March tenth, ma- hello, hello, March tenth uh, at Maverick Center. Both Brant Keithy and Max Tooley will be there for you. That's going to be an incredible event. We have we're working on that um, as we speak. Um, yeah, I, I, it is going to be it's going to be ridiculous. That is going to be so much fun. Yes, uh, it is March tenth, right here at the Maverick Center. Um, the Kansas City Mavericks are in town to take on your Utah Grizzlies, um, and we are going to have Max and um, Max and Brant come on out. If I could get the screen, if I could get the banner <laughs> off the screen, uh, Max and Brant <laughs> Keithy are going to come out March tenth. They're going to watch the game with you. Uh, we're going to have a fully catered meal for you. If you are a member, you are in. Um, and we're going to give a bunch of spots away uh, to the show. So make sure that you you are subscribed to the channel. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter and Instagram. The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. And SLC Supercars. Uh, because we're going to do some SLC social Jake. stuff. SLC SLC Jake. SLC Jake. Let me let, let, <coughs> let me <coughs> SLC Jake. <laughs> that is just so burned onto my brain. Yeah. SLC I mean, your I had other. That, I had that name for like two years, man. SLC yeah. Jake. It's a great name. On Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. SLC Jake. Follow Jake on Twitter and Instagram. SLC Jake. You can follow me. The Monty Show, M O N T Y, The Monty Show on Twitter and by Instagram. By the way, by the way, I'm at 998 follow- followers on Instagram. Can we get the job can, done? Can today, we get dude? the job done, Come please? On, Come on, you man. casuals. Come on, 998. Now. Come on, that's awesome. Follow Jake on Twitter and Instagram. S L C Jake on Twitter and Instagram. Couple more of your comments, uh, real quick before football at 50. Mapes, what's up? Success follows risk takers. Death comes to any company going by the sta- status quo, and Utah is taking the status quo stance. I, yeah. But isn't that what the conference is doing? Because if I'm the Pac-12, I'm all in on Amazon Prime Sports. Uh-huh. I would go all in on streaming. I would, because you're going to suffer, suffer in the short term, but I think you're going to thrive in the long term. Amazon does not do anything half-assed. I think they, I, I would go all in on it. I, I just would. Eric and Raleigh says, why does Jake hate cars now? I don't. Yes, he does. Uh, Barfing Chicken says, five years from now, Utah beats Eastern Washington in the Pac-12 championship to advance to the Poutine Bowl in Pocatello, Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well done. Okay. Well done. Uh, Tanner says, personally, Jake, you should have kept SLC supercars. Now, nah, SLC Jake's a little bit better for the business. You know what I'm saying? And speaking of the business, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show, we bring you football at 50. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Too many banners today. (laughs) Football 50, 10 of the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. Thanks to our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Guys, 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 guys. Guys, guys, guys. The marinara meatballs are back, baby. Hook it up. I'm telling you. Get your pizza and the meatballs and the take and bake chocolate chip cookies and live happily ever after. That's what it's about, my friends. Traditional crust barbecue sauce. By the way, I went home yesterday and crushed day-old pizza. Oh, my God. Yes. 
I'm on a mushroom pizza run right now. Mushroom, onions. Oh my god. Yes. I, I am I am all about it. And yeah. I don't know why. I don't know how it happened at Papa Murphy's. I just one day went extra mushrooms with the herb herb seasoning. Barbecue sauce, mixed onions, extra mushrooms. Yeah. So good. So, so good. Football 50 is presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. What's going on with the Dallas Cowboys? Because yeah. you know that the Dallas Cowboys fired Kellen Moore. And about three minutes later, the San Diego Chargers hired Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator. All right. Was this a really bad move? What, like, when you're, the, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, did you make a big mistake here with Kellen Moore? Yeah, I think 100% you made a huge mistake. I think you had the number four offense in the league, and that wasn't good enough for you. And you wanted, you know, you wanted to be better. And, and what I'm always going to say in the NFL is that's great. I love that you want to be better. But wanting to be better doesn't always mean firing one of the best offensive coordinators in, in the league. Like, that doesn't work. And, and, yeah, has he gone to the AFC? Yeah, he has. So you're fine. But, but to me, Mike McCarthy and expecting him to call plays, that's a recipe for disaster. He's never been some dynamic play caller. No. He's never been some magician of the offensive playbook. He's, most importantly, not going to be the reason why Dak throws less interceptions, if that does indeed happen. Well, and I also think that this is very Dallas Cowboys of you, right? I mean, it, Mike McCarthy calling plays, in my opinion, is a huge mistake. But what a hire for the San Diego Wales vagina. We play at the LA Rams house chargers. This is a great hire. Yeah. And that in, in itself is shocking, right? Kellen Moore is a really good pickup. And this on the news that chargers quarterback and noted Monty show sex machine, Justin Herbert had labrum surgery on his non-throwing left shoulder yesterday. Uh, and he also has broken ribs that he played through. He played through this injury, Justin Herbert did, and they still were on the cusp of a playoff spot. Yes. What a stud. Yes. Like this guy, in my opinion, and listen, I understand, hey, a playoff game's a playoff game, but this guy battled through it. Yeah. I mean, and it you, you yeah. now understand, though, yeah. why the struggle was so real for Justin Herbert at the end of the season. I think they're, they, the, it feels like now Wales Vagina, LA Rams, House Chargers. At some point, I'll stop being bitter about them leaving San Diego. But the LA Chargers <laughs> feel like a team to me now that are on the 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 precipice, the edge, the verge of being a really, really good football team, depending on, hey, are we going to upgrade the O-line a little bit? Are we going to get a little bit better weapons on the outside? Like, Well, what else does this do, too? Like, I think in the organization, when you had Brandon Staley on the ropes for his job, like, I think it really helps when you can go out and land a reliable, a, 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 a well-known OC to come in and do a job. Right? Like now it's not like, oh, well, hey, Brandon, like, we're not sure if you're the guy. It's like, hey, we're going to go with you. You're going to get another opportunity. But but now you've added Kellen Moore. And, and I know, hey, Dallas didn't go super far. But what do we know about Dallas under Kellen Moore? 
we know that Dak was a a a four five thousand yard passer, right? Like, uh, you know, upper echelon top tier offense. So if if Kellen Moore comes in and takes this offense to the next level with better schematics, better game planning, but dude, they, they got to get better receivers. Like they, they with, with yeah. all dude, like yeah. I'm looking at the box on that crazy Jaguars comeback win. Gerald Everett, who's a good tight end, six for 109 and a touchdown. Keenan Allen, I don't know if he's a number one anymore. He's injured so often. Joshua Palmer, Donald Parham, DeAndre Carter. Like, come on. Come on. Be better. You got to be better than that. And with all due respect to Austin Eckler, give me a bigger back. If I'm the if I'm the Wales Vagina Chargers, I'm all in on Saquon. I am all in on Saquon. Yeah. Hey, Tom Telesco, GM. Hey, Tommy Telesco. Hey, pick up the damn phone. And call the New York Football Giants. That's what Please. I'm talking about. Well, he, the, by the way, did anybody see that the uh, the the franchise tag numbers came out? No, oh, dude. Franchise tag for quarterbacks. I mean, Lamar Jackson is going to be thirty-two point four million dollars. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Are you going to tag Lamar Jackson and pay him thirty-two point four million dollars? If you're Baltimore. Furthermore, what about Daniel Jones and the Giants? I think I would pay Daniel Jones 32 million bucks. I'm not paying Lamar Jackson 32 million dollars. Yeah, the problem is I'm not that, doing it. that in Baltimore, there's not an alternative, and I don't think they have the balls to not sign the guy. That's the problem. They they don't have well, the cojones to, to, to say, no, nah, we're good. Go play for somebody else. They don't have that. And and I think that, you know, the tough part is in Baltimore, like you you are a great team when you're really good. You're a great brand for the NFL. Yeah. But the reality is you're Baltimore. With all due respect. You're not LA, you're not Chicago, With you're all not New York. Due respect. Like, you're you're not Tampa or Miami. Like you're Baltimore. Like we know who you are. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like I, I think that you have to have the balls to let the guy walk away. But at the same time, if you're gonna do that, what's your plan? Yeah, totally agree. By the way, uh, big news out of the Big 12 today. You guys see what's going to happen at noon? The the uh, Big 12 schedule is going to be released. Finally, and thanks to our friend Boyd Lake, we found out that uh, BYU is going to TCU at the very minimum. Uh, I think this is a huge day for BYU football. I think this is everything you've been waiting for, BYU fan. And... That schedule is going to be amazing. Yeah, don't expect 10 wins this year. I can just tell you that just, right now. Just be 500. Yeah. That's all you need out of Kalani Sataki and his new Jay Hill-led staff. Just be 500 this year going into the Big 12 because I think it's going to be an absolute ass-kicking. The Big 12 football schedule comes out at noon. Yeah. We will have full coverage of that for you tomorrow morning right here on the program. Uh, but there's never been a better time than right now to download the Papa Murphy's app and uh, make sure you get your marinara meatballs. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Yep, or do what Monty does. 
and use the Papa Murphy's mobile app. So easy. Order at 6 a.m. for 5.30 p.m. pickup. Easy peasy, bro. And get the marinara meatballs. I know that I go on about the go on and on about these balls, but I'm telling you, yeah, they're yeah. they're uh-huh. amazing. Uh-huh. <laughs> they, I want it, <laughs> dude. I I I I they never make it to the pizza. That's uh-huh. the problem. I because I, you're such a big fan. I love them balls, dude. Yeah. Like yeah. they are Italian beef meatballs with really good marinara with really creamy mozzarella. Yeah, they're so good. I mean, get them at, at, at Papa Murphy's. In the app, use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. The Monty Show, as always, presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Um, just again, simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business, The Advocates. And it's because they have compassion. They have empathy. They have understanding. They have seen what you have not seen. They know what you don't know because when you've been in an accident, there's a lot of decisions that need to be made. And when you rely on your insurance company, that's a decision that's a mistake for you. And when you work with the advocates, they're going to help you make the right decisions. They're gonna guide you through the process so that you get everything you have coming to you. Meanwhile, while they do that, you're gonna rest, you're gonna recover, you're gonna get back to work, you're gonna get back to living. You want to make sure that you're taken care of because when you get in a wreck, man, and heaven forbid that you're injured or you know your car is totaled or that's a big impact on your life. And the advocates are there that guide you through it. It, it just truly is life-altering. The decision you make when you get in an accident, your insurance company has thousands of attorneys. Shouldn't you have one too? Absolutely, you should. Get the best, the advocates. Dot com. All right, let's switch gears. We've talked a lot this morning about the Pac-12 TV deal. Um, if you're just tuning in, I, I think it is the biggest story in Utah sports. I don't, I don't think yeah. it's even close. Um, sources have told us that the Pac-12 is divided on streaming, uh, that o- Oregon, Washington, and the Arizona schools will not sign a grant of rights that includes Amazon as their tier one partner because they are not convinced that streaming is the best option for their biggest football and basketball games. Um, it, is a, it is a big, big deal. Uh, and a TV deal for the Pac-12 right now, a distribution deal is not close. And we are also told that currently the offer on the table um, only delivers $25 million per school per season. And that does not include you know, like revenue splits or unequal revenue sharing with Oregon and Washington. They're not close to a deal at this point. From what I understand, it does not feel like that they will get this done. And this was supposed to be done in November, then December. Oh, it's going to be done right after the new year. Well, guess what? Tomorrow's February 1st, and we still do not have an Amazon TV deal, uh, ESPN TV deal. And we've told you for months going back to the fall that Fox has told the Pac-12, that they are not interested in being a tier one partner with the Pac-12. Who'd you hear that from first? Right here on the Monty Show. Yeah. As always, make sure that you become a member of the program uh, because yesterday our members on this channel, and we appreciate every single one of you, our members on this program got that information first. Our memberships are $9.99 a month. It gets you exclusive content. It gets you an exclusive video every day. But most of all, it gets you into our members-only Instagram chat group. And yesterday... Greg Hawkins was just stirring the blue cheese pot, uh-huh. talking Utah versus BYU, talking Big 12 versus Pac-12. Uh-huh. was a great conversation, as always, 
Anytime there's a big sports story, a big NFL game, certainly every night when the Jazz play, we're all in there chopping it up on Jazz basketball. You too can join as well. Let's talk Utah Jazz basketball because the Jazz are off again. Jake, are the, is the Jazz season over? I guess. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I mean, I guess they just get, you know, a week off at a time now or something. I'm not I'm not really, you know, particularly sure like what, you know, they they did or if they paid the league or whatever, but to have what is it four days in a row off is pretty incredible. Yep, Raptors in town tomorrow. OG Ananobi will not play. He is out. Looks like four games at a minimum which is going to hurt his trade value, obviously. He uh, he is one of the hottest names on the trade market. But there has been a lot of conversations around the Utah Jazz and Dorian Finney-Smith. And it's been interesting to hear all of this conjecture, this opinion. Yeah. I can tell you that Utah Jazz and NBA sources have told me that the Jazz are not particularly interested in Dorian Finney-Smith. He's 29 years old. He just signed a four-year deal. And it's not a particularly heavy contract. It's 14 to $19 million. But he's 29 years old. He is a guy, in my opinion, and, and I know you, you watch quite a bit of the Mavericks as I do. Right. He's an okay three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. He is a decent defender, but he doesn't do either at an elite level. And right now, if you make a deal for Dorian Finney-Smith, if you're the Utah Jazz, it would kind of be confounding. I would be confused by that. Because if you look at where the Jazz are right now, does Dorian Finney-Smith make this team a better basketball club for the next five years? He does does not. And if you're going to give Malik Beasley or Mike Conley, and remember, we've been telling you now, Dallas and the Jazz have been talking for weeks about a deal. And I think in the next week, to because the trade deadline's a week from Thursday. Yeah. In that next period of time, I think the Jazz and the Mavericks very likely will make a deal because the Mavs need Mike Conley or Malik Beasley or both, if we're being honest. But what do the, the Dallas Mavericks have that the Utah Jazz really need? Tim Hardaway Jr. ain't that guy. I'm telling you, Dorian Finney-Smith ain't that guy. And the Jazz, again, as I am told, are not banging down the Mavericks store to get Dorian Finney-Smith. He's not a guy that they are hot to trot to get. Right. Jake, I don't know that 1v1, Dallas has the pieces to make a deal with the Jazz. Yeah, I mean, I I think that Dorian Finney-Smith is is this guy that, you know, obviously has a lot of playoff experience and, and can bring that to your club. But, but I don't think that giving up you know, some of your best trade value to get Dorian Finney-Smith makes a whole lot of sense. And yeah, 1v1, it doesn't really work. It, it, it Like, yeah, you know, the Mavericks don't have a lot to offer. Like, you know, we're, we're like, that's why the Jalen Brunson deal worked so well because Jalen Brunson was this really valuable contributor that, you know, you could clearly see would contribute at a high level, uh, you know, given that Luka wasn't on the floor and, and that could translate to another team. And that's why the Knicks did that deal. But I look at the Jazz right now, and and I'm telling you, they are a match made in heaven for three-team situations. They just are. Like, you look at the money, you look at the pieces they have, like, you look at the other teams that want to be around. Like, 
it just makes a lot of sense. And, and, and I also don't know why you would want to do business head up with someone that you're going to run into regularly, you know, because that also has to at least be a consideration, you know, like I know we've talked all about, you know, John Collins and Atlanta and Phoenix and in the jazz in that setup. Okay. I'm okay with it because I'm getting a guy that's really going to contribute for the club for a long time, you know, for the next four to five years. But Dorian Finney Smith isn't some like huge, like great difference maker. Can he play great defense? Yeah. He could play some pretty good defense. Can he knock down a three here and there? Absolutely. But when you watch Mavericks basketball, like if you go back on YouTube and you look at the Jazz and Mavericks series, Dorian Finney-Smith wasn't some huge, you know, series-defining guy. That's not who he is. And I'm not even trying to hate on Buddy. I'm just saying, like, he's not that guy. So I'm not willing to trade up, uh, trade away Threesley and Vando for a guy that's not going to be hugely difference-making. Yeah, and I don't think that trade works, in my opinion, for the Jazz. I, I, I just don't see a lot of value in that. I, I, I'm not I'm not interested in in lower-level draft picks because any pick you get from the Mavericks, you would think would not have a ton of value because it's going to be at the bottom of the first round. Yeah. And I, I, again, go back to this idea that, listen, Dorian Finney-Smith signed a $55 million extension. The money is not the problem. The player is the problem. And when I look at the capital that you would get in return – for sending out a guy, Malik Beasley, who still is one of the hottest names in the NBA as far as trades go, why am I going to do that particular deal head up with Dallas? That yeah. doesn't make sense. Now, are you willing to take Dorian Finney-Smith's contract? Sure. I'm willing to do that. Do I get Phoenix's first-round pick? Okay, great. Let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. Right? Am I? Is Jared Vanderbilt going to end up in Phoenix? And, you know, like, I'm, I'm good with those deals. But the thing that really stands out to me is there are better deals for the Jazz to make. If I'm taking a contract in return, I'd much rather take Io DeSumo's deal in Chicago. You know, I'd much rather – like those are the deals yes. I want to make, right? You, you can't see Dorian Finney-Smith on this team in three years when they're competing for an NBA championship. Yeah, He's, he's not that guy. And, and not at 33 years old at that point. He's not that guy. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that – that this deal that's being reported, I could see the Jazz and the Mavericks involved in a three-team trade. That makes a lot of sense to me. I've heard repeatedly that that's the situation. I think we've been pretty spot on with, with our reporting on Dallas and, and the Jazz. I think Dallas, and again, I look at Mike Conley and Malik Beasley. Yes. I think those are their two most valuable trade chips that they are wanting and willing to move. Because mm -hmm. I still don't maintain, I still maintain, by the way, that Ryan Smith does not want to trade Jordan Clarkson. And he is an emotional guy that gets attached to players as an owner. And hey, you paid billions? Knock yourself out, kid. But what I'm telling you is it's a mistake to get emotionally attached to your players when you are rebuilding a roster. Well, and what doesn't make a lot of sense is getting emotionally attached to those guys and then bringing Danny Ainge in to operate. Because Danny Ainge is the exact opposite. Danny Ainge is not going to come into a roster that was never his yeah. and and then, you know, trade these guys away to make it his. And then you're, you're going to be, you know, tweeting out, which just is stuck in my craw for whatever reason about Joe Ingles and Jordan Clarkson. Like it just is, it's not like that's young owner yeah. stuff. That's young owner energy. Like, like, you know, experienced owner energy is never tweeting 
publicly or talking publicly about what you're doing with the club. Like if you notice, most owners aren't talking about what they're doing with the club unless they're doling talking about, you know, Madison Square Garden yeah. in facial recognition. Facial so, recognition. You know, to me, it's like, dude, come on. Like, let's, you know, let's what were make. You, what were you doing, Jimmy Dolan? You were. What were you doing? You were, you, you oh went to the God. gas station. You filled up your little tub full of 91. You rolled into the suite at Fox and you poured a bunch of gas on the fire. That's what you it's were crazy. doing. That's absolute, what you were doing. It, it's absolute craziness. Yeah. But I think that, again, I, I will maintain and I will say what we've been saying for weeks. I think the Jazz have multiple trades out there. We reported yesterday um, that Jordan Clarkson, ha there's a, a deal on the table for Jordan Clarkson. Hey, we'll give you a first-round pick. Give us Jordan Clarkson. And I, I think, by the way, I I think that 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 makes a lot of sense. I could yeah. – I could, it, Listen, if Ryan Smith okays that deal, I, I don't know why you wouldn't make it. But I think certainly Mike Conley has a lot of value. And it does Mike feel Conley like, is in demand. It does feel like Danny's got these deals kind of lined out, and he's waiting. He's sitting on them and waiting. As he should. And yeah, as he should. Totally. 100% agree. And I think that you have to wait and see what these other teams are, are actually... Like, what is Rob Polinka actually willing to do what when is, it gets what down is, to it? What is... Toronto willing to do because I think Toronto has become this club that has multiple pieces I don't think there's any doubt Fred Van Vliet wants to be traded I want it I, you can look at the way he's conducting himself pure class pure professionalism that dude wants to be traded like the things that he has said by not saying much about it at all he's made that pretty clear the problem is now with this OG Ananobi injury, he's going to be out probably a week, 10 days. That's right at the trade deadline. Does like, well. I, I mean, so you cast some doubt there. They're asking for three first-round picks for OG. They're not getting that. No. Um, and then you look at guys like Gary Trent Jr., who I think fits on a multitude of clubs. Like, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, I think the Phoenix Suns being interested in Fred Van Vliet makes a lot of sense. I think it makes less sense for the Clippers to be interested in Fred because I also think he's injury prone and they can't afford when you look at where Kawhi Leonard is. And one of my NBA guys yesterday was saying Kawhi Leonard's not a guy that wants to play until he's LeBron's age. Kawhi Leonard's not passionate about playing basketball. Mm -hmm. You got to win now with Kawhi. Because how long are you gonna how long are you gonna have Kawhi and PG at this level? Hey, Claw. And how long and how much how often, how easy is it to build a Kawhi Paul George tandem? Yeah. Cause that ain't easy. And the problem is they haven't been able to build around them. Mm -hmm. So do you go and make a move for a savvy veteran like Mike Conley, or do you go make a splash for a guy like Fred Van Vliet? I'd probably go with Mike Conley. If we're being honest, I can I can manage Mike's load. Should probably do that in the locker room. But I can <laughs> what a man would you know. Uh, I can load manage Mike Conley into yeah. a playoff performer. Well, and I think that, you know, the way their team pans out, Mike Conley putting him in the mix allows you to run better offense. And when you can get I mean, you've, you know, been hated on for saying that Paul George is, you know, one of the best pure shooters in the NBA. He is. I, I agree with that. And I think that you know, when, I, when you have guys like that on your roster, your only mission should be to get them into their spot. Like, get them the ball in the spots that they like. That should be the mission. There are, and the other thing that I think 
people aren't looking at is there are some sleeping giants that you're not hearing a whole lot about. I'm telling you again, watch the New York Knicks. Watch the Knicks. What are the Knicks going to do? Because there's a couple of things at play here. One, that James Dolan interview last week that we shared Facial with recognition. you. Dude, he's got to do something to win that back. Because that is, by most accounts, that was a disaster for him. Yeah, That was not a good situation for James Dolan. Well, how do you do that? You make a big trade and curry favor with the public. That's how you do that. You solidify your roster. Like OG Ananobi, I think the Knicks are a great fit for OG Ananobi. I do. I, I think... And you have a guy that you can trade in R.J. Barrett. I think the way, and again, this comes back to what we always talk about with the Knicks. Like, is Julius Randle the guy that he's been this year? Because he's been an elite power forward in this league this Mm -hmm. year. He's playing at three levels. Like, as you know, I think he is. And I think you, if you're the Knicks, don't you have to go in all in right now. Well, and you're going to get Mitchell Robinson back. You know, you're going to get you're, you're going to solidify. But I also think they need to trade. You you can't Hartenstein and and Robinson is redundancy in my Agreed. opinion. Agreed. Yeah. I, I that and it was it. I understand why you made those moves. I totally get it. Hartenstein was a nice pickup. I I would look to unwind that a little bit. And and sources had told us before this injury for Robinson with this thumb, he was available, and the Clippers were interested. So I think they're the Knicks are going. I feel like the Knicks are going to make a move. Pack your I, shit. Let's I, go. When you look at sleeping giants, man, I think the Lakers can make a a a course changing move in the Western Conference. It's a matter of is Jeannie Buss on board or is she not? Mm-hmm. And I, I think, and I might be making too much of it. I don't know. This situation in Boston the other night. I think that is going to wind up playing a role in the fate of the Lakers this year. Mm -hmm. The NBA owes LeBron and the LA Lakers. Mm -hmm. And let's watch tonight because he didn't play last night in Brooklyn. Kyrie was unbelievable, by the way. He didn't play last night in Brooklyn. Make sure you watch the Laker game tonight because he's going to play. AD and LeBron should play tonight. Yeah. Let's see what that looks like on the court. Let's see about the whistles they get. Let's see about let's how... see about the whistles they get, and let's see about the whistles that that are that they don't get that help them. Let's see. I'm I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested in that. And yeah. and it's Lakers Knicks. That game is at five thirty on TNT. I'm here for that. Yeah, I'm here for that yeah, because yeah. I need to see. This is a game, by the way, that I think is a great matchup because I'm a, I'm a believer in the Knicks. I. Growing up, watching Michael Jordan dominate, I was a huge fan of Patrick Ewing. I watched the Knicks a ton. Well said. I'm more of a Knicks believer than most people. I think Tibbs is a terrible coach, and I think R.J. Barrett's soft. If they fix those two things in the next year, I think you are going to see that the Knicks are going to contend for the Eastern Conference in the next three years as well. Please. Because I love but what they Leon... Won't. I think, they won't. I don't, think, I don't think they will either. I think yeah. that they will... I don't know. I'm not ready to say that because I'm actually, I'm I, actually in favor of what Leon Rose has done. He should have made the Donovan Mitchell trade. Yeah, that's where. And, and again, you know, every executive is going to have trades they miss on, right? So I don't yes, want of this, course. I don't want Nick fan who I'm sure is in here because we're talking Nick. So I'm sure YouTube's pushing it, but. I don't want Nick fan to roll into the live chat section and say you guys just hate the Knicks or you know you don't you don't like the Knicks because Dolan is Doling. Yeah. Like, don't don't come in here and say that. What what I don't like is that 
you know, yeah, you didn't make the Don deal. But hey, I'll cut you some slack on that because every executive has deals that they didn't make that they wish they did, looking back. Everyone has that. Yeah. It just is what it is. So to me, now you're in a position, if you're Leon Rose and you're and you're Dolan, to say, okay, we got to let that go. Right, we we got to be willing well, to get back on the phone with Danny. We got to be willing to get back on the phone, you know, with some of these teams around the league and make some progress. If I'm the Clippers and I want Mitchell Robinson, if, and I'm calling the Knicks, I'm answering that call because I know for a fact mm. that Vika Zubats is not good enough to be your centerpiece on a championship team. He's good enough to get you to the finals. He's a role player. But he's a think, role player. I don't think he's good enough to win you the but, finals. But again, I look at Boston. See, I think Boston's a really good example of this conversation. Uh-huh. Who's Boston's best power forward? Robert Williams. Probably. Yeah. Probably. And, that, and, and what I like about him is he's mean. Now, is he skilled enough? That's another conversation because mm. I often wonder that. He's a bit of a brute, right? He's not somebody who's... He's injury prone. Yeah. He is probably yeah. a guy that... Can you play him in small ball lineups? They're playing Grant Williams a lot at the power forward because Al Horford is Al Horford is an odd guy because he's your end of game scenario guy. Al Horford is a young Udonis Haslam in the sense that he's leadership and he's going to play ten minutes a night. But I don't think they have a legit power forward. And by the way, by the way, how much do the Boston Celtics miss Marcus Smart? Yeah, my God. Tell me they don't miss Marcus Smart. Yep. Because they do. I think they're a different team without him. I don't know. You know, we've debated Jalen Brown on this show in the past. Is Jalen Brown that dude? I'm him. Is is he Burrowhead? Is he I'm him? Is he Burrowhead? Burrowhead Stadium. Joseph Lee Burrow. <laughs> is Jalen Brown that dude? Know your role and shut your mouth. I don't know if Jalen Brown's that dude. dude. Those free throws he missed the other night, you're in. They're in your head. Jeremy Bolton, good morning to you, friend. Good to hear from you, uh, McKinley Cutler. Why would you trade one Vernon like that? One Vernon, uh, who's contributing? One veteran who's contributing with more than uh, on the court performance for another vet that's less value to this young team. I that dude, you're talking about Dorian Finney-Smith. I think I would not. No, I wouldn't. I yeah. would not. Mike Chase, what's up, my friend? McKinley also says, uh, makes no sense unless there was a first involved. I don't see why we wouldn't. We don't just keep Conley because he's got value. He's got value. Because, okay, yeah, he has value, but I think the deeper reason is he is aging out. He's not going to be here when you win a championship. But to a team like the Clippers, and and I know we've talked about this before, to a team like the Clippers, a guy like Mike Conley doesn't come with a huge price tag. Mm -hmm. A guy like Fred Van Vliet, you're years into Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. You would hope anyway. That's the only reason you'd make that deal. A guy like Mike Conley, look at the culture in, in L.A. He fits with Paul George. He fits with Kawhi. Yeah. He fits with a guy like Avica Zubats because he makes them all better. Yes. And he still knocks down the three well, and he still penetrates really well. And when you have a guy like Kawhi and Paul George that knock down the three... Man, that makes a lot of and sense. And Mike is team first. Mike is not a he me is. guy. Mike is not an I guy. Mike is team first, you know. Yeah, and whether that's making making the star players better or, you know, just just leading the team as far as getting them an offense. Like, they don't – you understand that, that the Clippers haven't had that, right? Like, the Clippers have had all this postseason success, right? And, and I know they haven't won championships, and they're nowhere near the best team in the league, but they have had postseason success. You have won seven-game series. Like, you've done some things here. 
But the reason you're not taking that next step is because you don't have the the veteran point guard when you're down five with three minutes to go that says, okay, we can't get sloppy here. Stay in the set, work the offense, get PG at the you elbow. You don't have the point guard in John Wall or Reggie Jackson. And the biggest complaint about Reggie Jackson in LA has been the ball oftentimes doesn't wind up where it's supposed to go. Yeah. Like in the jazz thing, you're in a close game and you're running post-ups for Rudy Gay. Yeah. You bring in Mike and Mike is, and granted Mike was part of those post-ups as well, but Mike in LA is going to make sure that Kawhi and PG have the ball when the game's on the line. Mm -hmm. And too often Reggie Jackson and John Wall have not done that. And John's been injured. Reggie's hurt too, but Reggie Jackson's out of the rotation in LA, right? You're getting, you're asking guys like Terrence Mann, frankly, to do a lot more on the ball. You're asking a guy like a Luke Kennard yes. to do a lot more shit that they're not supposed to be doing. Excuse my French. Doing a lot more that they're not supposed to be doing. You need Mike Conley to come in there and say, give me the ball. I'm bringing it up. We're yes. gonna, we're gonna, let's run this set to get Kawhi that little el that pin down screen, elbow jumper. Okay, we got our, we got our gimme bucket now. Yeah. Hey, let me break the paint. Kick to Paul George on the elbow. He's going to knock down a three. Yeah. That's what this team has not had. And so I think that's why Mike Conley's of so much value. And he's on a partially non, he's on a non-guaranteed partial deal for next year. So think about it. You had Conley, you had Mitchell Robinson, you're a different team now. I think the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Dallas Mavericks are the teams I'd be watching for with Mike Conley. I think the Hawks, to a lesser extent, the Hawks. I think the Heat, the Mavericks, and again, I will say, and I know I'm Everybody's telling me stupid, but I told you this last week about New Orleans with Malik Beasley. And all of a sudden now, what yesterday got picked up by the national media? Oh, oh, oh Mike Beasley, New Orleans. Oh. Like, Malik Beasley, New Orleans. It's not, it's not surprising, right? Like there is this group of teams that we've been telling you about for a couple of weeks now. I'm telling you, Clippers, Lakers, Mavs on Mike Conley. Yeah. I'm telling you, Mavs, Heat. New Orleans. New Orleans would like to move Devontae Graham and Jackson Hayes. Those are the two guys that they would like to. Problem is Jackson Hayes is a is a loose cannon. He's had issues off the court, and he has been kind of a locker room problem for them. And he's headed for restricted free agency this offseason. Yeah. I, so. and, well, and what does that tell you? Yeah. That's a young big that they don't want to extend. Finally, so. finally. Can we make quick note? Because we need to get to comments. want to hear from you take, guys. You mean take note? How badass would it be if the Jazz somehow, not that it's ever going to happen, keep dreaming. If you say, go ahead. But if they were to get Bones Highland, okay. I would be thrilled with that addition. But how does that, and again. And I, I agree with you on this. How does yeah. that happen? Yeah, I, it's a, it's got to be, it's it's not head up. It's It would have to be. He'd have to three, be rerouted. Four, four teams, he, like it, eight it, players. To me, he'd have to be rerouted to the Jazz. But Bones is a guy, when he's hot, he's hot. But when yeah, he's not, Bones is a guy. I'm telling you, man, if this team, God, dog, they'd have been close. Yeah. They'd have been close. Uh, Trey, what's up? Good morning. He says, Larry Pilgrim, thanks. I thought that was the only one for a second. Larry Pilgrim, what'd you say, man? I don't know what Larry said. Um, let's see. Ken Williams. Good morning to you, sir. Hope you are warm. Dude, it is, it is life-threatening cold Yeah. in some of the northern states this morning. So, Ken, be cool, man. Uh, I'm doing what I can to get Collins, a Collins-type player, without giving my superstars of the future 
uh, plan of this team. I still maintain the Jazz are the best spot for John Collins. Mm -hmm. But that Phoenix deal falling apart, the Hawks, Jazz, and Phoenix had a deal. And Milwaukee has been so aggressive on Jay Crowder now that, you know, this is, this is 10 days of Milwaukee really pressing to get Jay Crowder. And if you wind up making that deal, I think that's a real loss for the Jazz because you're going to have to go find another team because Phoenix is not – Phoenix is likely not giving up a first-round pick in that deal. But if you're the Jazz, man – yeah, you want Phoenix's first round pick. Yep, Facts. that's a that's another. Danny needs to at this deadline get another first round pick in this year's draft. Yeah, that's the win. What that's the marker at a minimum for me. That's to me. That's that's the marker. Mesh. Good morning to you, John Collins and Gary Trent Jr. Seem like the best pieces to add. Gary Trent Jr. is a phenomenal defender. But Toronto is a pain in the ass to deal with. That's the and, problem. And does he fit the vaunted timeline? The timeline. He's kind of a role player. Yeah. So I don't know if he does. CM. Good morning to you, CM. Are you a first-timer here? Uh, I would love the Knicks to try go after OG depending on the price. Well. Yeah. I mean, look. Listen. OG fits into a lot of different situations. Right? Like, he's never been really a locker room issue. He's never been no. like some pariah or anything like that so you don't have to worry about that with og and you know that he's got great defense and his offensive game has really grown and and he's young enough i mean you, you're talking about a guy that you could add to you know in cm's case the knicks and he would he would do some things he would he would easily be able to guard the other team's best player he would i i believe he's good for like 15 to 20 a night on his on 20 on his good nights more like you know 15 on the average night but the point is is if you can add that defense, like if you can stop, you know, what, five to seven points a game from going for the other team, that's going to be a win right there for you. Is and, he ever a 20-point-a-night guy? In the right situation, yeah. I yeah. Mean, he, he has gotten better every single year. I mean, it's a matchup I mean, thing, honestly, because when you look at Toronto, like there's not a lot, you know, with all due respect to Pascal Siakam and, you know, Van Vliet, like you're like OG's one of their better players. Yeah, he's he's and he's. I mean, he's like, again, but he's a twenty million dollar a guy on at the end of this deal. Like, I mean, he is. You owe him around fifty million bucks, and it. If I'm, it, that's a lot of money. If I'm, if I'm paying a guy eighteen million bucks, and I mean, I know geographically speaking, Toronto to New York is not that far of a of a jaunt, but it's a different world. I mean, you get to the Garden and. Jimmy Dolan's talking about facial recognition. Yeah, dude. Like what? And, and what do the Knicks give up in that deal? Facial recognition. I'm not giving up multiple first round picks for OG. Sorry, dude. Like I, I don't think three is excessive. I could see two in the right situation. I mean, he's only 25 years old, but he's a clutch sports guy. So you're, you know, you're, you know, you're paying. But you're not going to have to deal with that for two seasons. You're going to get you're going to get this season and so next. I'm saying, season. if you're the Knicks, how bad do you want to win, dude? How bad do you want to win now? That's a, if, that's a really like, important... If you're not willing to go and make deals like this now, when will you be ready to make those deals? Yeah. I mean, that's... Because that, if we're that's being honest, question. that's the difference. Like, yeah. that's the difference between teams that truly want to contend now and teams that are okay going to, like, you know, the Eastern Conference Finals, right? That's the difference. Like, the difference is, is that you went over and above the cap, you spent the money... 
and you put a team together that really can come together and go on a run. I mean, that's how the league works. Because we've seen, you know, we've seen example after example of, hey, throw a team together and you're going to go and win championships unless, you know, Dirk is on the other team and ended the Heat's dreams of winning a championship. The, prob the problem, though, is do you want R.J. Barrett or O.G. Ananobi? Because... I think R.J. Barrett's probably right now today a better player. Yeah. Right? Certainly offensively, he's a better player. Yeah. I Defensively, mean, there's questions in my opinion. I just, I, he, well, I mean, he's, he's shooting, he's shooting 35% from three on his career now. I mean, like, that's not an accident. No. And I think he's been, I think R.J.'s been a better player the last couple of weeks, last month. But I, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I look at I look at OG's probably a better three point shooter. You're in Toronto with about a thousand options. But here's the thing: if you swap OG Ananobi and RJ Barrett, aren't they the same player? No, I, you I don't, don't think so. I don't think they're the same player. I think RJ's a better offensive player and a subpar defensive player. I think that OG, you're you're getting you're essentially swapping mindsets. Mm. You're 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 getting a guy in OG that can guard the other team's best player and make life difficult. And then he's going to give you, you know, what is he averaging? 16 points a night. Like, is... is Yeah, but he's got so many options on that team, though. I mean, like, he's got to be, like, the 37th option at some point. Yeah, and so on the Knicks... You, <laughs> you know, know what he, I mean? That's like, why I say on the Knicks, I feel like he'd be good for 20. I, I really do. I feel like he'd be good for 20 and you'd saying. upgrade defense. So, to me, I'm, I, I'm saying I'd rather have OG than RJ, but, you know, Nick fan is probably going to go with RJ. And, and I and understand they should. that. I understand that. They should. Uh, Mapes, what's up? Good morning. Mike Maples, a member of the program, says, didn't Danny sit and wait too long on some trades in Boston? He did. Yeah. He did. But I also think the, the power structure is completely different here. I mean, it's Danny and Ryan Smith. And from what I've been told by jazz sources many times, Danny's got the autonomy to do what he wants. I don't know that he can just pull a trigger on a Jordan Clarkson trade. Yeah. I mean, but any good owner <laughs> is going to be involved in conversations with his. Just with that his... concept has me laughing. Well, I, I don't know that he could pull a, the, the trigger on a, a Clarkson trade, but, but you, you want to trade Beasley, go ahead. But Ryan like, really, Ryan is, Ryan is an emotional guy that gets attached to, uh, that gets attached to his players. Like, I, I mean, he, he, has a, as much said that, but yeah. the funny thing is, he's not attached to Rudy or Don. He's attached to Jingles and and freaking Jordan Clarkson. Why? I don't. Why? I don't know, dude. Why? It's amazing to me. I I don't know. All of our NBA and Utah Jazz talk presented on the Monty Show by Quick Quack Car Wash, best in the business, dude. Bottom line is, you roll into Quick Quack Car Wash. They're quick. They're efficient, and the wash is actually really good. Um, and I think that gets overlooked sometimes when we're looking at car washes. Ah, oh, they're quicker, but is the wash better? At Quick Quack, you get a, a, an efficient process. You're in and out of there in five minutes, and people can't stop and won't stop checking you out. Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the wife, coworkers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes, and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy, camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. That's my dude, man. Can't stop, won't stop checking me out at Quick Quack Car Wash. Uh, check them out. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show as we talk Utah Jazz basketball. And if you're just tuning in, um, you know, there's been a lot made about the Utah Jazz and how hot they are to get Dorian Finney-Smith. My name is Luca. 
Well, Luca wants a deal. And I think the Jazz and the Mavs quite likely will make a deal. I don't believe that Dorian Finney-Smith is a guy that the Jazz are chasing. Yeah. I think Dorian Finney-Smith is a is a pretty mid-level 3 and D guy in this league. He's 29 years old, and he just signed a four-year extension. And I'm not here for that. I, I think you can do better. And by the way, it doesn't matter what pick you get from Dallas. Is that still going to be better than a Phoenix first-round pick? Is that going to be better than a pick that, you know, hey, I'm going to move Jordan Clarkson to Atlanta. I'm going to get a first and a second for Jordan. Like, it just doesn't make that much sense to me. Yeah. And I think when you have a guy like Beasley and Clarkson that are in demand, I think you can do better than Dorian Finney-Smith. So I don't see that happening head up. If Dorian Finney-Smith winds up wearing the note on his chest, I would guess it has to be in a three-team deal, and Danny Ainge is going to get at least one first-round pick. Yeah. So um, that's where we're at with the Jazz. They are off tonight, by the way, again. Um, we believe, and we haven't confirmed this through sources, but the season came to an end because the Jazz haven't played in like a month. Right, yeah. So this yeah. must be like the summer break, right? Yeah, that's stupid. Jazz play tomorrow night against uh, Toronto <laughs> at Vivint <laughs> Arena. Hey, don't forget, we're also trying to take you to a Utah Jazz game with us. Yes. Uh, on April 8th, the last home game of the year and the last game at Vivint Arena ever yeah. before it reverts back to the Delta Center, which the Delta Center. is amazing. Um, but we're going to take you plus one to see the Jazz take on the Denver Nuggets. The dad bod god will be there. Yeah. Uh, Nugs and Jazz, you get two tickets. We'll buy anything you want in the team store, and then we'll hang out and watch the game as the Jazz take on the Nuggets. And the last game ever at Vivint Arena... All you have to do is be subscribed to the channel, and we need to get to 11,000 subs. Now, yesterday was a pretty good day on this channel for subs. Um, you know our meteoric rise to 10,000. Yeah. Um, we are now at 10,206. Mm -hmm. So we picked up about 40 subscribers yesterday, so thank you for that. Appreciate it. Um, let's keep to getting your comments here on the NBA. McKinley Cutler. Also, just to clarify, I think the Jazz should trade Mike. I just don't think the Mavs have anything that the Jazz want. It would have to be a three-team deal in my, my opinion. My name is Luca. I don't, well, they're not trading Luca for Mike, so what? I don't know what you're talking about. What? Uh, Brandon Butler, a member of the program, says, Ryan is smart to let Danny operate. Danny can convince Ryan to do what is needed. Well. I think he can. Uh, Brett Robbins says, they are checking your truck out, not you. What do you mean they're checking my truck out? <laughs> I do have a nice car. It's <laughs> unfair. CM says, RJ is a far better slasher and a better playmaker, but a worse defender by a good margin. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. I think RJ yeah. is a better offensive player right now in his career. But I think the 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 problem is, and this isn't to say RJ sucks, but I, but I feel like he's lacking that top-end offensive ability that makes him untradeable. That's the thing that I feel like right now. I feel now, like RJ Barrett's soft. That's, that's yeah, he to is. me, RJ Barrett's soft. And I, I'm, I... I know Nick fans got all pissed off. We talked about this over oh, the summer. Oh, you just hate RJ. You're an RJ hater. I, you know, I'm just telling you, man. I ju it, that's just the way I feel about it. Uh, Eddie Lozano, San Antonio Real Estate. Uh, Did you sell Jordan Clarkson his new house? Uh, new Big 12 schools will join in July. They will. Congratulations. That is uh, a widely known fact. Uh, Ken Williams says Rudy Gay sucks. Too slow, can't shoot, <laughs> running stats for him, and 23 wide open just standing there. Gay can't shoot anymore. Oh, my God, Plays horrible dude. defense. What value does he bring? Hey, I'm not saying that he does. 
<laughs> I'm not saying that Rudy Gay brings value to a playoff team. Bro, I like how he refers to Laurie as 23. Hey, douche, 23 is wide open in the corner. Give it up. <laughs> hey, idiot, pass it to 23, <laughs> the finisher. You fucking donkey. That's why Ken Williams is amazing. <laughs> I love it. I, I feel your vitriol towards Rudy Gay, Ken. <laughs> uh, Severe, what's up? He goes, get a, four, get a fourth first round equals potential star player. Ding. Yeah. Uh, even if that, if they don't trade them this year, potentially you get a good young player that you can trade later for a star player. Well, I mean, yeah. Philosophical what did, thing. What did Lopes Van Gabe say? Yeah. Yesterday, all these assets are great, but at some point, a yeah. player's got to be made to win a game, and draft picks don't win games. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Um, Anton, a member of the program, says Toronto wants three first-round picks for OG. Yeah, they do. And I just don't think they're going to get that. Like, I, this is very much the two first-rounders for JC thing. Like, you're asking, you're going to ask above market with ten days or nine days to go before the deadline, so that you can negotiate down. You know, it's the age-old top-down selling. You know, hey, we're going to come to the middle on two first-rounders. Like that's what it is. By the way, LeBron James is 117 points short of the all-time scoring record. And allegedly has, uh, you know, a high level of ankle discomfort yeah, currently. Here. Yeah, that's only because you were pissed at the NBA. <laughs> um, and he wants to play at the Garden. That's why he didn't play in Brooklyn. And that happens a lot to Brooklyn, by the way. Yeah. Because you play the Knicks and the Nets on back-to-backs. Yeah. And so you're not going to play at Brooklyn. You're going to play in the Garden. So that's not surprising at all, in my opinion. So, I don't know. I think, how big of a deal is this thing with LeBron breaking this record? Because I think it is a, I think it's a big, big deal. He's 117 yeah. points away. Yeah. And I, I'm telling you, I'm all here for it. Yeah. I want to watch him break that record. I, well, I, there's I, no question it's historical. I mean, there's, you're, you're. You know, I, I love I love these people who come in and they're like, oh, well, it's Braun. I don't care. It's how like, can yeah, you not like, care? Like, I get it if you're not a Braun person, if you're not a Braun fan. I'm not even a Braun guy. Like, I'm a Michael and Kobe guy. But I am, what I am is someone who respects, you know, historical achievements. I mean, you're talking about someone who is about to break the all-time scoring record and likely someone who is going to set a record that will never be broken. I mean, you guys understand that this guy has essentially been bulletproof in his career from an injury standpoint outside of a couple blips on the radar, and that's allowed him to do what he's done. If LeBron wants to break that record at home. Yeah, at crypto. The, he, he is 117 away. If you break that down, he would have to average 30 points a game in the next four games to break it against Oklahoma City. If he wants to do that at home, he could do it in five games, which is just 23.4 points He's going to do it against Milwaukee on TNT. You know that. You you said that yesterday, too. You know that. And it makes more sense to do it on national TV. Why, why, would, you, why would you not do it on that? Like, dude, like, let's not be naive here. Like, I know that Braun is no Michael Jordan... But, but he'll, he'll do, do, right? Like, I know that Braun is, you know, not everyone's cup of tea, but this guy is smart, man. This guy is savvy. He yes, will he do is. it against Milwaukee at crypto on TNT. Guarantee it. 117 points to go. That's crazy. Uh, Brett Robbins says it took him 150 less games than Kareem. That's what makes it impressive. I think yeah. he just makes it impressive. Yeah. Uh, Hunt 2 says, Monty, when LeBron passes Kareem, do you guys think he's the GOAT? 
We've got to stop doing this. Got to stop doing this. You can't compare Michael to LeBron. Yeah. Because that LeBron foul the other night in Boston, or it wasn't a foul, excuse me. The LeBron <laughs> no foul in Boston. Yeah, you know, where they swallowed the whistle at the most crucial point in the game. That you know. was not a foul in 1989. No. That was garden variety basketball. Yeah. The era is so different. LeBron gets so much more protection than Jordan ever got. And I'll drop that mother. It's just, it's a different game. I truly believe Mike would average 40 something points a game right now. If he played in his prime today, Michael Jordan would be the, the unquestioned single greatest professional athlete we've ever seen because of the way they officiate the game today. Yeah. I, I, I don't see the need to compare Michael and LeBron. Why can't we just sit here and be like, yeah, this is cool. This and, is really cool. And I also think if you're going to compare guys, it's Kobe and LeBron. And I don't think there's a comparison. Kobe was a far better player. I've watched both of them. I, and, and for those of you that are new to the show, I covered Kobe and Shaq in LA with Phil and that run to those three-peats. And yeah. Kobe Bryant was a far more dynamic player than LeBron is. They did it completely differently. Kobe was a much more gifted shooter than LeBron is. But Kobe just has that assassin's mindset. Le LeBron's a great player. Yeah. And I will sit here and say it until I'm blue in the face. Appreciate greatness when you have it. Because what you're watching with LeBron is greatness. What you are watching with LeBron is unparalleled. Unparalleled. We've never seen a guy do what he's doing like this before. Yeah. Appreciate that. Appreciate it. Love it. Watch him tonight. Watch him at the Garden tonight, 5.30. Watch LeBron. Watch him every night. Make sure you do not miss the game where he breaks that record. I would give anything to be at, at crypto when that happens. Yeah. I, I'm just telling you, watch, watch the guy because, you know. Uh, anyway, Eric says break the record at the Garden. Nah. No. Uh, Anton says the last time Katie and LeBron played against each other was in December 25th, 2018. Yep. KD's had a lot of injuries, dude. Chaboy is struggling. Yeah. He'll be back after the all. -Star. I don't know that he's struggling. I think he's chilling. I think he's resting. Yeah, he's just not healthy. smart. Yeah. It's not healthy. Uh, it reminds me of when Emmett broke Walter's record. It's a big deal. Yeah, I remember one of the greatest moments of my childhood was watching Walter Payton break that record against New Orleans at Soldier Field in the snow. Bright sunshine day in snow. It was awesome. It was awesome. Uh, let's see. He doesn't need explosive athleticism. That's what he doesn't have explosive athleticism. Talking about RJ. Yeah, well, I, I think he's soft. Uh, Brett Robbins. Come on. See, and you guys listen. I think you know how much we care about each of our listeners. Cocaine use this early in the morning, man. You can't, My name is Luca. Brett. You can't be. You can't be. Yeah, dude, you got to chill out, man. Like you, you can't know. be bumping rails at seven forty-five in the morning. Fucking a. Because when you say things like Luca's Come the on, goat, dude. Donnie, I mean, you're out of your element. Hallucinogens do bad things to your brain, dude. Yeah. Dude. Jeremy Bolton says MJ would go forty-one, forty-two from the line every night. He would. Yep. Yes, he would. Yep. That's exactly right, Jeremy. Yep. I mean, he would live at the line. Live at the line. Like Donnie. Donovan Donnie. Mitchell makes his bread and butter at the line. Ken Williams, I don't care about LeBron. Could care less what he does. I love the no call to see the crybaby Lakers whine. Wow. 
Wow. Uh, Brett Burnett says, hit the like button. Yes, hit the like button. We've had just about 1,000 uh, viewers on the program. Right, the program. And we are at 78 likes program. right now. So let's, uh, let's kick that into high gear, yo. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, yeah. CM says 150 less games and the advent of the three ball. Exactly right. Wow, that's a great point. Yeah. That's why you can't compare across generations. Yeah. Because... What Magic and Larry did in the 80s, what Mike did in the 90s, what Kobe did in the early 2000s, the game's completely different. Yeah. It's just completely different. Uh, Brett Robbins says, do you guys think MJ would have uh, upped his three game? Yeah, at the end of his career, he upped his three game. I think he absolutely would have. Uh, Jeremy says, I'll watch LeCaron break the record in both <laughs> points and tears. Love it. Love it. Anthony Kobe says, LeBron is the best athlete, size, skill, and IQ to play in the NBA, but he ain't no Kobe or Jordan. It's just different, dude. It's he, different. Uh, yeah, he is a he is a free safety playing guard forward in the NBA. I mean, yeah. you, you got a you got a great point there. Football fifty in two minutes. Uh, Kanai Johnson right now says, "So is it the rings that makes you the goat or the all around game?" I, I, think, I think it's total package. Yeah, dude. Michael Jordan just was. I'm really lucky that I got to see all three of these guys play in person. When you look at Michael Jordan as a basketball player do people he struck fear into people's hearts like he terrified people like these stories about you know again the LeBradford Smith game in Washington um you know like at the that the old Chicago Stadium LeBradford Smith had a career night and Michael Jordan really struggled to shoot the ball well and Michael Jordan says that LeBradford Smith walked up to him put his armor on him and said hey good game Mike and then walked off well, the problem for the Bradford was they played back to back, <laughs> and they played the next night in Washington. And Jordan I'm get went medieval on your ass, berserk, and just kept saying, "You know, hey, nice game, Mike. Well, I'm going to show him," and just absolutely demolished the Washington then Bullets at the time. Yeah, dude. And then was asked about it after the game, and Mike's like, "Yeah, I made it up. He never said that." <laughs> That's who Michael Jordan was. Like, the guy is just a killer. People feared him. People respected him. Like, you just don't have that. I'm telling you, you just got to stop making that comparison. What's up, Riley O'Brien? My guy, best RV sales in the business. Thumbs up, reminder, y'all. If you haven't hit that button, let's thumbs up. Hey, Monty Show. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. How we doing? Uh, are the Jazz still trying to get John Collins? They are. But I think now there's a lot more interest. Luca is the goat, greediest of all time. Stop. Greediest. Not great. Greediest. Greediest of all time, he said. Steve Lopez, what's up, my guy? Good morning, uh, guys. Great show uh, so far. Got to get to work. Can't push it uh, any later. Have a great day, Casual. Steve, appreciate you, man. Yeah, you too, bro. Um, all right, 10 to the hour, every hour on the Monty Show. The Monty. Monty Show. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. It's football at 50, 10 to the hour, every hour. All right, let's do it. Let's get that Papa Murphy's order in. Yeah. To get 25% off your order of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Should the 49ers go all in on Tom Brady? 
Now that Brock Purdy is out, did you guys hear the news? Yeah. Brock Purdy, the greatest quarterback in the history of the National Football League. Right, right. Brock Purdy needs elbow reconstruction surgery. He has a torn ulnar collateral ligament. What is he, a baseball player? He got hurt in the seventh inning of the 49ers playoff game. Uh, He got hit by Hassan Reddick. Tore the elbow ligament out six months. 49ers need a quarterback. Yeah. So if you're the 49ers, what do you do? Is Trey Lance the answer? Hell no. Nah. Do you re-sign Jimmy Garoppolo? Hell no. I think you go after one of two guys, Tom Brady or Derek Carr. Plain and simple. Plain and simple. I think, I think, I know it's crazy. Oh, Derek Carr sucks. He does. Okay, well, he plays in the NFL. He doesn't suck. <laughs> Derek Carr is a guy that you can plug in there and he's not going to kill you. He hasn't shown with the Oakland, LA, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders that he's a franchise quarterback, but he's he's more than serviceable. Right. Or do you go all in on winning a Super Bowl next season and sign Tom Terrific? Yeah, I'm going Tom Terrific all day on this. I'm, I'm, I'm putting off my my quarterback issues for another two seasons. I'm, I'm going ring hunting. Uh, and I'm paying, buddy. I'm doing it. Like, I'm going ring hunting. Like, like, know who you are and where you are. You're the 49ers. You've got one of the best defenses in football. You know, your 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 tight end is out here talking about how it's shitty that his his he Watch lost the mouth. NFC champion. Well, that's the word he used. Like, it's not my words, his words, right? Like, that's that's what he used. Like, you know, so you got him out here saying that, hey, like, I don't, you know, I, I like, I'm upset about it. And how do you think George Kittle feels? about the, the quarterback situation. How's that feel to lose in the NFC Championship game because I don't have a quarterback? Pretty shitty, to be honest. Yeah, that's about it. That, like, so that's the word he used, right? So <laughs> technically, I'm quoting Buddy, right? When, when, that, when I say that's how he feels about it. So to me, I'm like, dude, like, screw all this nonsense. Sorry, Derek Carr. Sorry, Brock. Sorry, you know, Jimmy G, Garoppolo guy. I'm going and getting Tom Brady, and we're going to go ring hunt, and we're going to let him do his work, you know, in the Bay Area. Uh, Teddy Wayman, the uh, tile juggernaut, says, yeah, pay Tom and watch the rings come. Teddy. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Tom Brady on a minimum contract to the Niners. Would you pay him a minimum contract, though? No. I mean, I think... Pay him in the 20s. Uh, That's oh, what he wants. So what do you do with Trey Lance? I mean, he's a bust, right? Like, Trey Lance is... Move along. You Move just along. let him be your number two and just hope, let him hope sit there on the at some point. That, let him sit on the bench till that rookie contract is up and say, see you later. By the way, you also might want to get an offensive line that can protect. Yeah, I mean, just a thought. Just a thought. I mean, I know that's crazy, but you got to sign McGlinchey back at a minimum. So, we'll see about that. Uh, Brandon Butler says, Tommy... With that defense and all those offensive pieces, go out winning one for your childhood team. Kind of a perfect story. Yeah. See, I agree with that. Yep. I agree with that. Yep. With, I just don't like saying Tom Brady. TB12, Tommy. Giselle's bunched in. Giselle's bunched in. How about, how about the fact, and we played it on the show last week, on Let's Go. Let's Go. His podcast he does with Jim Gray every week. How about the fact that Tom Brady said the divorce impacted him last year and it was really hard to focus on How football? How could it not? How could it not? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. By the way, 
Here on Football 50, you know we like to talk about announcers, right? Is Tony Romo overrated? Because there are some people that really can't stand Tony Romo. Why do we hate Tony Romo? What What's the deal? Why, why, is it, why is he so bad at what he does? I don't think he's bad at what he does. He's just not as good at it as he was when he fa- first came out of the box. And... I'm more anti-Jim Nance than I am Tony Romo. But the problem is my guy, the, um, you know, the former Chicago Bear. Bear. Monsters of the Midway. Yeah. uh, Greg Olson's been spectacular. Yes. And I would much rather listen to Greg Olson than Tony Romo. Well, we'll see. I mean, give Greg Olson three years and let's see where he's at. You know, like I think that right now today, yeah, Greg Olson's probably more enjoyable. But who's supposed to be the lead game analyst for Fox? Tommy! Yeah. When Tommy's done playing, he's supposed to be their lead analyst. He's that Hell guy. No. I'm him, you know, me, Burrowhead. Yeah, yeah. Burrowhead, this and Giselle's Bunchton. Yeah. Uh, Tom Brady should not be their lead analyst. Greg Olson's the best color analyst in, in professional football right now. Like, I thought he was really good. Really, really good. That's where I would go. I yeah. don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys like Tony Romo? Uh, Brett Robbins says, uh, Romo is the Rudy Gay. They suck and need to give it to 23. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Or in this case, 12. How does Ken Williams start a trend of calling Laurie Market in 23 now all of a sudden? Dude. Are you serious? Let's go. G off says, Tony Romo can't hide his bias during games, especially on 49ers games. He's terrible. He's terrible. Yeah, but Geoff, weren't you the same guy saying the officials stole the game? Am I getting that wrong? Was you that, are was getting that, that wrong. Was that your take? No, that's some, that was uh, Sean Mirzinski. Oh, that was Mirzinski. Okay. Okay. You know. Okay. Any, no, I'm not falling for your your ridiculousness with officials. What? I am not doing that, you cat prowler. Well, they, yeah, hey, they, uh, you know, there was holding on the final play where they committed that penalty on Mahomes, and that play should have never anyway, happened. Anyway, Greg and- Olson is the best color analyst in football, and I think Tommy should wind up being a studio guy, or you, but you don't pay Tom Brady to be like your number two analyst. So I don't know. That that's just me. Yeah. You know. Uh, Jeff vehemently denies your slander uh-huh. and says, "No, that wasn't me." Okay, Jeff. Uh, Ken Williams, who's freezing cold somewhere in the the plains, says, "23, baby." Yeah. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, "LOL, Fat Jesus," who says, "49ers should trade for Murray. Please take Murray from it." Like, yeah. Ky- is Kyler Murray a bust? I don't yes. think he's a bust yet. Nah, I'm saying he's a bust. You're saying he's a bust already? I'm saying that you you had all this town around you. You didn't get it done. You got two head coaches fired. You now tore your ACL. And you're probably not going to be able to get Sean Payton hired. Okay. Just saying. Okay. Uh, like, okay. By the way, no. The Bronco job is not a good job. Stop saying that. Like. <laughs> There was a huge debate on my Twitter feed yesterday. Oh, the Denver Broncos shop, horse face Elway. Did you see the size of his teeth? How can they not win? <laughs> the Denver Bronco job is not a good job. Stop it. Stop if, if it. Sean Payton gets hired there. Is it a good job? Apparently. I'm not taking that job. I'm not. And by the way, if I'm Sean Payton, I, you need a job now. You need a job now. Because stupid fathead kept his job in Dallas. 
So you're not getting the cowboy job. You gotta take the Bronco job. Yeah. 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 I guess. Right? I mean, it's amazing to me that they hired Frank Reich in Carolina. Yep. Don't know how that happened. But you you gotta take the Bronco job. I I don't know. You want something to be pissed about? Be pissed about this Jeremy Bolton comment right here. This one? No, the one right there. Zachy Poo or Murray? Come on, Jeremy. Bullet. We get it. You took out your, you know, your your dozer and stirred the, the pot with that one. Nah, bro. Zachy Poo's a bust. Zachy Poo's a bust. Absolutely. Uh, football 5010 of the hour, every hour on a Monty show. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. <laughs> Do you know how many people say that to me? Hey, aren't you Monty? Did the guy in the bathroom say that to you? No, hey, you're Monty, aren't you? You do the Monty show. Bro, bro. Speaking of marinara meatballs, uh, make sure you get the marinara meatballs at Papa Murphy's Pizza because the marinara meatballs is where it's at. Monster Trucks, Monster Value, the all stuff. Monster Trucks is good, too, but you know. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Actually, I do the meatballs and marinara. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. <laughs> that almost never happens. No. But there's we just have so... I, I, yeah, there's a lot in there. I, I, you know, uh, it's fine. Uh, anyway, get the Marinara Meatballs. Download the Papa Murphy's app. Use promo code Monty25 because, again, I'm telling you, uh, the marinara meatballs, they're Italian beef meatballs. Yeah. yeah. You understand? They're Italian beef meatballs. I'm yeah. fat. Take my word for it. They're good. Yeah. Uh, and But I think the the thing, like the cheese mm -hmm. that permeates those meatballs. Right. Like, if you felt these balls. They get m cheese inside. I, I don't know how they do it. You know. I don't know. And homie in the kitchen knows, but I don't know. Yeah, buddy in the kitchen knows what he's doing. Buddy. I yeah. love it. Make sure you get the marinara meatballs. Uh, so traditional crust, right? Barbecue sauce. Are you guys in on the barbecue sauce or what? Have you guys tried? I know. Come on. You, it was family home evening last night. Don't tell me you didn't get Papa Murphy's. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> Does Nick's fan know what family home evening is? Don't ask either. Uh, the point is, you know that you tried that barbecue sauce. You know you did. And you know you did. Uh, it, the barbecue sauce is where it's at. I'm telling you right now. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, Buddy of Papa Murphy's runs a tight program. Yes, he does. <laughs> program. Yes, he does. Well done, dude. Damn it. I'm never going to live that down. Uh, Monty is still thinking about the halftime show with those big golden girls. LOL. Exactly. Exactly. Teddy Wayman says, Barbecue sauce is the best on Papa Murphy's. Let's go. See? Teddy gets it. By the way, Teddy. And I don't know why I want Teddy to be proud of me, but you know, okay. Um, I did three full minutes in the cold shower this morning. Um, I did three full minutes in that cold shower. Yeah. And you know, the, the, the other thing that I think is so fascinating, besides the fact that Nike is pissing me off by dropping Amazing Jordans today, um, that I am not allowed to buy my wife will divorce me. Her and her cute hair. You know. Um, oh, good. They're called. Um, Screw them. Um, um, <laughs> do you know the amount of money I'm going to put into golf this year? Dude. My my guy Darren up at the Canyons. Yeah, dude. Dude, you better get ready because I'm not good. 
Uh, anyway, the point is, uh, while we're knocking people off of the cabriolet of Canyons <laughs> Golf this summer. Uh, <laughs> Bro, do you know how far right you'd have to hit that thing? <laughs> Try me. <laughs> Try me. Um, by the way, did we tell you guys that? The, the Canyons Golf up in Park City is, is our golf course now. Um, those guys are awesome. And the course is... I think arguably the nicest course in Utah, like the work they've done just on the greens alone, but the carts have GPS. Like I cannot wait to, to play there this summer. How many of us golf? Yeah. How many are are you? Yeah. Get in the comments. Are you guys golfers? Let's go. What's the deal? Let's play some golf this summer up at Canyons together. Um, they're going to be part of our big five. Oh, Monty birthday bash coming up March 10th. Yes. Uh, with Max Tooley and Brant Keithy will both be there. Gabriel, what's up? Good morning. Um, uh, Teddy Wayman says, hell yeah, Ma- yeah. Hello. Hello. Hell yeah, Monty. Today is day 19 straight days Damn. for me. Wow. Awesome. Preston says it's like two degrees outside. Do you know how cold the water is? You boys have some balls, cold showers, shrinkage. Um, <laughs> I, but it, it makes a difference, dude. It at the cold shower thing is real. Yeah, it is. The cold shower thing makes a difference. I, I am sleeping so much better. And again, Sunday, I had the best back workout that I think I've had in. I can't remember having a back workout like that. Like, you know, well, what when you, yeah, what does that mean? Do you know when you, you know, when you get a workout and like all different parts of your back are just like lit, Do it was, it was awesome. Lit? It was awesome. Traps, rear delt, like, I mean, it was unbelievable. We're getting somewhere. And just, oh, man. You know when, you, you, when, you, when you're, you're lifting and you're just killing it? Mm-hmm. And you're just in it. Oh, my oh, God, man. just like that. Oh, oh, dude, seriously. Seriously. It was crazy. Teddy says, uh, I had to break ice out for 10 minutes before I got in yesterday, and it was windy. Oh, dude. Dude, you are. Ooh. Ooh. Brandon Butler says, I haven't swung the stick since my dad passed. Well, we got to change that. Yeah, dude. Uh, San Diego State says, I golf not nearly enough, but yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Roger Sales says, golf, do a charity golf tournament. We could absolutely do that. We could do that. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Monty, channel your inner Nolan Richardson for the cold plunge and go 40 minutes of hell. Bro, what are you? Dude, a 40 dude, minute cold what plunge. You, what are you talking about? I don't know that certain parts of the body would ever recover from that. Uh, Mr. Preston says it's two degrees outside. Do you guys know how cold the water is? Yeah, I do. (coughs) Yeah, I do. (coughs) Yeah. Uh, Tyler Edit says, yeah, this weather blows. Dude, it is cold out. Yeah. It is cold out. Absolutely. Um, Snowing over the weekend, like terrible. Guys, 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 you know that we're in the middle of this thing called winter, right? Like it's winter right now. Dude, I get, I don't like, I don't mind the snow at all, but this dude, it was four degrees in my car this morning. (laughs) You know how like you just look at the thermometer in your car and your butt just like clenches. Yes, dude. Yes. It was four degrees this morning. Um, come on. Arlington Bears says, I live on the 18th at Talon Cove, have not played in three years. Oh, bro. bro come on now. Come on, man. Uh, Teddy says, Alma did 13 minutes, so I did 14 minutes on set. 13 minutes? Bruh, why are you guys sitting in the water so long, dude? Dude. Oh, Jeremy, be nice. Don't be nice. Uh, it's officially as cold as Rudy Gay's shooting. <laughs> 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 Greg Hale says, my wife and I went... Uh, to work out at 24 hour fitness. She was sweating from hot yoga 
and her hair froze before we got to the car. Wow. Is that true? Wow. Gabriel, whoa. Gabriel says, I didn't know you guys were golf fans. I love playing golf. Yeah, golf is a good time, dude. I love, I love playing golf. So you guys got to ask questions, right? Man. Like you got to ask. I mean, golf isn't something we talk about a lot right now, but no. you know. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says invest in heated seats. I have heated seats. Oh, yes. The only thing uh, Klaus, uh, which is what I named my Audi SQ5, the only thing Klaus does not have is remote start. My Jeep, the Rubicon, has remote start, and it is lovely. You click that button twice, let it run for five minutes. You you get in there, the seat's heated, the steering wheel's heated, that thing's ready to go. Yep. It, it I mean, it's yep. crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, nah, invest in a shooting coach for Rudy Gay. <laughs> see, see what he did there? See what he did there? Uh, this show, program, the yeah. showgram. Uh, I am the program. last showgram. Program. It was a showgun. Anyway, okay. Uh, this show is presented by The Advocates, <laughs> theadvocates.com. Uh, the best injury attorneys in the business are The Advocates. Make sure you get online. You can chat with an attorney right on their website. There's a little button that says talk to an attorney 24-7. You can do that. Click that button. There's no cost to talk to an attorney because there's never a cost for consultations. There's no big upfront retainers. You don't pay The Advocates until they win your case. That's how confident they are at The Advocates, that they can represent you and get the result that you deserve because you didn't deserve to get in that accident. If some dude is on his cell phone and he hits you because he's not paying attention or you slip on a sidewalk that wasn't taken care of, you didn't deserve that. But what you do deserve is to be made whole. You deserve somebody to fight for you. That's why you go to The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it. On the Monty Show, Fat Jesus says, uh, how do they get the cheese out of the balls? Oh, man. If I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already done it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Jeremy Bolton says, hey, Monty, welcome to the showgram. Program. (laughs) Do not start with, oh, hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Hey, Monty. Monty, can we get a shout out for Bethany? Facial recognition. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Exactly right. G off says day on the golf course with a few people there or day at a packed ballpark. Monty, what's your pick? Both. Yeah, it depends on the ballpark. Let me get nine before I go to the ball game and and most ball games are at nine. That is a good point. Because we're such early risers, I could easily see getting nine in before the day gets going. That's what I'm saying here on the Monty program. Yeah. Program. The showroom. <laughs> Ken Williams says golf sucks unless it's happy Gilmore. Well. Are you the steer roping guy though? You're like, okay, time to go rope them up. Ken's a cow. Ken's got like a ranch and stuff. Well. Okay. I mean, how, you know. How far right now I hand you a I hand you a PXG driver. Maybe. Maybe. What? 250 maybe stop i can fart a golf ball 250 are you kidding me there's no way okay just how far we can hit it we're not trying to keep it in a fairway we're not trying to keep it straight rip it and rip it bro yeah i could probably get three i think 300 probably come on man i think i could uh lewis capazzo says wet hair freezing is one thing i consider it cold when the buggers freezing the boogers freezing your nose bro lewis dude okay now we're into boogers here on the showroom. 
All right. I mean, you know, it, 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 okay. It is what it be. I just, yeah. Okay. Uh, where do you want to go? You guys want to talk NBA? You want to talk Pac-12 TV? Like, I think this Pac-12 thing is, is a big story. Yeah. Have I understated the importance of the Pac-12? I don't know that you've understated the importance, but I, I think that people, like, we never realize how important something is until the Pac-12 gets dissolved, let's say. Right? Until the Pac-12 just doesn't exist anymore and, and you know, they merge with the Big 12 or, you know, whatever, whatever the case may be. I mean, you just... Like, it, I don't think you've undersold how important it is. I think people are still catching up to just how dysfunctional this conference is and just how much of an issue it is that they don't have a TV deal. And furthermore, that there is a big-time difference in philosophy. That is a big problem for this conference. And I look at this situation, and I just say, man, like, how long are you going to sit here and, and, and deal with this, you know, situation? Like, at some point, I would think that you would come together and just say, okay, what direction do you guys want to go? Like, have everybody sit around a table. What direction do we want to go? Take a vote on it, and that's that. Like, that's how business gets done, because there's always going to be a difference in opinion, but I just think that you have to make progress. Everyone else has a TV deal. Everyone else has distribution. Everyone else is secure in that distribution. So what, like, what are we doing besides letting the conference basically get shredded to pieces while you guys sort of negotiate and do back-of-the-envelope calculations and watch USC and UCLA walk out the door. That's like that's the issue here. That's, that's the problem. And that's, frankly, the shame in the whole thing because the Pac-12 is actually good on the football field. Like, you know, you've got Utah, you've got Oregon, like you've got Washington, you've got some good programs here, but they're just not in a position to be successful. And that's what's annoying. Yeah, I think one of the interesting storylines on this Pac-12 deal is that they're just divided. This conference, I think this is a, a real seminal moment, if you will, for this conference, because I think there is a there is a significant amount of division about what a TV deal should look like. I think there are you know, a minimum of four TV industry sources told us yesterday, four schools, Oregon, Washington, and the Arizona schools are not on board with streaming being a tier one distributor. And that Amazon having the biggest games every week in the in the Pac-12 football season is not something that Oregon, Washington, and the Arizona schools are on board for. And if those four schools are not on board, it doesn't matter what the other schools want yeah. because it's not going to happen. I think, I think Washington is arguably right now the most powerful school in the conference. Uh, I think that when you look at Washington and Oregon and Arizona State, I think those are three of the, the most powerful schools in the entire conference. And I think a lot of the other schools are along for the ride. And I think when you look at where conferences like the Big 12 are, you look at where the Big 12 is in basketball, I don't see how that's not where Arizona wants to end up. And I understand there's a lot of hyperbole here and whatnot, but the conversation is not about a, a Pac-12 TV deal. The conversation's about Pac-12 survivability. Yeah. Because when you start looking at some of these numbers, Jake, and you start realizing that the Pac-12 is financially destitute at this point because our sources also are telling us the current deal on the table is $25 million per school per year on average. And that doesn't mean that every school is getting $25 million. Yeah, That means that the deal's worth $250 million a year for seven years. Note the verbiage is on average. Because what that means is Oregon and Washington are going to get more of that money than 
Arizona, Utah, then Oregon State, Washington State. They're going to get a bigger slice of the pie. So if you are Utah, are you guaranteed $25 million a year in this TV deal? You're not. And what are you going to do about it if you don't get the money you think you deserve? Like, that's my problem. Like, what, like, you're not going to be able to get to the Big 12 just as soon as you want to. You're not going to get to the Big 10. I don't think you're fit for the Big 10. Yeah. The SEC is out of the question. And the ACC is out of the question. So you're left with one option. That doesn't work. I just don't know how you fix this. That's the other thing that you have to recognize is that the money's not there. There is not unity here. George Klyavkok, I think, has been a wild failure as a unifier and a builder. Yeah. I don't know how you fix this. And, and the bigger question is, what's the best case scenario? If you're the Pac-12 and you are the Pac-12 members of this conference and you're the 10 remaining schools, what are you fighting for? Have you thought about that? What is the best case scenario? My opinion, the best case scenario is you add San Diego State and Boise State. Yeah. Now you're back to 12 teams. Okay. Okay. Are you in any better place financially than you are before you added San Diego State and Boise State? Probably a little bit. You probably, with with San Diego State, you probably get to 30 million because it delivers you something south of Palo Alto, south of the Bay Area. How about that? So it gives you something in Southern California. Yeah. But you still don't have Los Angeles. You don't have the Central Valley, which is why I continue to say there's value in Fresno State. And I know that people are like, oh, you're stupid. You don't know it. Okay, cool, man. Don't add Fresno State. Where are all of the people, all of the Utah fans last week who were pounding me on Twitter saying San Diego State sucks? Okay, don't add San Diego State. Give me the solution then. <laughs> if you don't want Fresno State and San Diego State, who do you want? Because um, I got news for you. The 10 teams you have aren't viable. Yeah. There's not prosperity in the 10 teams you have. Utah, with all due respect, Utah fan, you don't have the sway. You don't have the pull to make this conference go. You're not the motor that drives it. You're on You're on for the ride, man. Or Right now, Oregon and Washington are the motor driving this conference. Yeah, 100%. Period, point blank. Like That's why I say you, you can get here and you can be pissed and you can be incredulous. You need San Diego State. And furthermore, I would I go a step further and say, you need SMU. Yeah. I've been telling you but that since August. That's the one that pisses people off. People for some reason, have some, you know, something with SMU. But but I think if we hit pause and we spend a moment on this Utah thing, like this Utah branding thing and Utah not being like some juggernaut in the social media game, not being like, not being nationally relevant regularly and consistently, that is a real issue for this conference. Because if you look at the power I, and we start talking about how this revenue is going to be, you know, cut up, if you will, like Oregon and Washington are going to be, you know, one and two. Then I'd expect Utah to be three and Arizona State to be four. That's what I would expect. But if if Utah was four and Arizona State was three, would anyone really be that surprised? Like it, from a branding perspective, from a national relevancy perspective, like I know that Arizona State hasn't done a damn thing in football and really hasn't done anything in anything. But you moved on from Herm. You got all these great new hires. You you have all this momentum in your program. Things are moving. We haven't even touched on Prime at Colorado yet. 
So that's what I'm saying. Like, Utah fan has to be open to the idea that maybe it's time for a move. And my biggest concern and my biggest worry is that is that Utah as an institution has, and, and the Pac-12 generally shares this, but you have this like holier than thou, this we're better than you, this we're above any issue mentality that has got you here. Are you really going to keep dying on that hill mm. to the point where your conference fizzles out and the Big 12 is left to come in with their shop vac and clean it up? You like that it just doesn't need to get there. And I feel bad because we talk Utah on this show daily in season, right? Like Utah is a big part of our program, and yet here we are. Yeah, I, I don't think that Utah has a say, and it's hard, but I don't think that Utah controls its destiny. I don't. I think if the Pac-12 comes apart, it, it let's say worst-case scenario, the Pac-12 folds. And I think that happens with Washington and Oregon leaving for wherever. Utah needs help. I mean, Utah needs help. If the, if the Pac-12 conference... Went out of business today. Yeah, there would be a, 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 a an all-out brawl for Washington and Oregon. Mm -hmm. An all-out brawl, frankly, for Oregon, Washington secondarily, and then I think it defaults to Arizona State and Arizona. But if you think about that, like that's a really interesting point. So right now, right, like if you're Oregon and Washington, you're not incentivized to do some half-ass streaming deal. You're not. You're not, you're not incentivized to take. But you wait, know, wait, wait, hang on. It's not a half-assed streaming deal. Mm. You need to get on board with this. Amazon is the only option for streaming. You need to understand that. Hulu, Netflix, YouTube TV, they're not an option for you. They're not. Why do you say that? Because YouTube TV has spent billions on the NFL Sunday ticket, and I think it's a proving ground for them. I think they want to. I think YouTube TV wants to know if it can be Direct TV. That's in all honesty, because I've been told repeatedly that Direct TV is is putting all of their resources into becoming a streaming platform, that they are moving towards stream, hundred yeah. percent, and they should. They absolutely should. But I'm telling you right now, today, it, when the 2024 football season rolls around, the only option for the Pac-12 that will then be the Pac-10 is to be on Amazon Prime Sports if they want a streaming deal. Because you can't right now. And I know that we don't have sources and we don't know what the hell we're talking about. And trust me, bro. Yeah. We get it. A, where are you going to go? Fox has told you they're not interested in your biggest, best games. Fox Sports has said we're out on tier one. Who, yeah, told, you that? Who told you that first? We did in, in September, I believe. We then told you first... ESPN has told the Pac-12, we're not vying for your tier one games. We're not going to compete against Amazon. We don't view Amazon as a competitor. We are ESPN, TV.com plus. That's what you get with ESPN. And by the way, I'd also remind you, who owns ESPN? Disney owns ESPN. They're going to spin ABC and ESPN off of Disney by most people's opinions. So do you think that ESPN's just got, well, you know, screw it. Let's let's offer them let's offer them 400 million dollars. You think ESPN's got just screw it money lying around? They don't. They don't. And ESPN's brilliant because they don't need the Pac-12's best games. 
You know what they need? They need the parents of the rest of the schools and the fans of the rest of the schools to sign up for an ESPN Plus subscription so that they can watch their kid play football in the ESPN app. Yeah. That's all they need. And here's the other problem. And nobody wants to talk about this because, again, we don't have sources and we don't know what we're talking about. Do you really think that Amazon Prime Sports is going to be thrilled if ESPN is streaming games? I'm telling you they're not going to be thrilled. They're not, why would they? The only place you should, if you're Amazon, the only place that you should be able to get Pac-12 football games is on our stream in Prime Sports, period. Facts. Where's, where's ESPN fully invested right now? The dot-com, the app, and plus. Because they're not leveraged on TV anymore. Everybody's talking about cord cutting. Do you know where everybody's going? Everybody's going to YouTube TV. Yeah. Do, do you understand that one of their most in-demand channels on YouTube TV is ESPN? ESPN has recovered from the cord cutting phase. They're a money-making machine again. I'd also remind you, they don't need the Pac-12. They've got the SEC. They don't need, like, they, dude, they would like to have tier two programming. They would like to have Pac-12 basketball, Pac-12 football, but they're not interested, in my opinion, and from what sources have told me, point blank, ESPN's not going to compete against Amazon for tier one. Nope. So where's the Pac-12 going to go? That's what you don't want to admit, Utah fan or Pac-12 fan. No matter what the homers tell you in the conference, yeah, where are they going to go? Can you know. they go? Can they go to NBC? They can't. Can they? Can they go to Fox? They can't. Fox is straight up pulled out of Tier One negotiations. I think Fox would like some Pac-12 basketball. I think Fox would like some lower level Pac-12 football. But do they need it? They don't. And by the way, do you really think that Fox wants tier one and they want to compete against their biggest partner in the Big Ten at NBC and Paramount or NBC and Peacock? See, because nobody thinks about that either. Who owns the Big Ten network? Fox. Who's got Pac-12 after or Big Ten after dark? NBC and Peacock. Do you really think that Fox is looking for tier one Pac-12 rights to put on Pac-12 after dark? Against their biggest partner in the Big Ten Network? No. Come on. Nope. Are you kidding me? Like, where is the Pac-12 going to go? Yeah, and I think the trouble is, is like, okay, if the Pac-12 is not going anywhere, where are these schools going to go? Which inevitably leads us right back down the same path of, hey, the Big 12 and some of these other conferences need to consolidate. It just is what it is. Yeah. San Diego State says, you want to piss some folks off? Read J.D. Wicker's comments three, four days ago. He's the AD at San Diego State. I, I I didn't see what he said. What did he what did JD Wicker say? San Diego State. Eric and Raleigh says Comcast is just lowering the payment to cover the debt. They are. There is no there it's not like the Pac twelve has to give a check to Comcast. Comcast is gonna lower that payment. So less revenue is gonna come in. So we're just sitting here waiting for a Pac twelve TV deal to be announced. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you. The Big 12 did the unequal revenue sharing. All it did was create animosity and stability. Washington and Oregon don't have the same clout to dictate terms to the pack as Texas and OU did to the Big 12. Au okay, contraire. Yeah, you're just not correct on that. Au contraire. Yeah. Washington, I, I am of the belief that Oregon and Washington run the conference. They do. That's the reality of it. And I think, I think 
ASU would be third on that hierarchy. But I I think the loudest critic of the Pac-12 networks is the president of Washington. Yeah. She has been vocal that she wants to slash the investment that they are putting into Pac-12 networks. And I think think Pac-12 networks as a channel is not going to exist. I, you know what I think is going to happen? I don't think the Pac-12 will be distributing football and basketball games. After this current deal is up, I think I could see a situation where they do baseball, where they do gymnastics, yeah, where they do all those secondary sports, swimming, water polo, lacrosse. Pickleball. All those, that's where the Pac-12, and I don't think they're going to have a network to do that. I still maintain... They are going to create content, but I think it's going to be very much like a, hey, stream it on our website. This is streaming at Pac12networks.com. Yeah. That's what I could see it being. I do not believe that it will be something more than that. I truly don't. Um, And I just think that Washington, because Oregon doesn't, and I, you know, a guy on Twitter, I can't remember who it was yesterday, was telling me that Oregon doesn't have a president or... I get it. Oregon's still got more money than everybody else, yeah. period. So, Ken Williams says, I canceled Hulu yesterday. Okay. Hulu is, in, is trying to get into the sports biz a little bit. Why'd you do that, Ken? Fat Jesus, best case for the Pac-12 is to invent a time machine and return to 1986, the bands on the field. And that's the other thing, for me anyway, Truth. is like it never needed to be here. We never needed to get here. We never needed to have this conversation. We never needed to... Like if you have just handled Should've your never business, happened. like you know, just done business normally, like every other conference, you, you, you should have never been here. And and I really feel like the 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 conference changed for the worse after the you know Reggie Bush, Pete Carroll, USC days. That to me is like a benchmark in time. Not that that's related to a TV deal, but it just feels like after that, the conference was you different. You didn't have the hammer, yeah, that USC football was back in that day. You didn't have the hammer, and you've never had the hammer. Have Has there been a program in the Pac-12 since Pete Carroll took his bazooka bubblegum to Seattle? Program. Has there been a program of that level in the Pac-12? Not really, no. USC's never been the same. UCLA is UCLA. Oregon is probably the juggernaut. Chris Peterson had some run at, at Washington, Washington, right? Like So you had some... But you never had the dynasty. You've never had Alabama of the Pac-12. You've never had Carson Palmer and Matt Leinart and Reggie yeah. Bush and Landale. Landale. You haven't had that guy. And it's it it the that's where the conference died. Yeah. And it, it has never come back to life. Hundred percent. And you know what? Like when you're when you're a conference, you want to feel like a man, which is why. You shop at Barbecue Pit Stop so that you can touch and feel the best equipment in barbecue, right? I'm like, a man! It's why you shop at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com, so you can get that asado seasoning right in the palm of your hand for your meat. I'm going to do that. You know, like, I feel like that's why you shop at a place like Barbecue Pit Stop. Anyway, my point is, when you hear the words Barbecue Pit Stop, best barbecue equipment in the business. So get your facts straight. That's what you need to think. Barbecue Pit Stop, best best. Barbecue equipment in business. Where am I going to get that Traeger Ironwood 885 that Monty's got? Oh, barbecue pit stop. Where do I get Traeger? Barbecue pit stop. Thanks. But I like that yogurt. Yoder. Hello? <laughs> I like that Yoder. Yoder makes some amazing equipment. Yep. Barbecue pit stop. Yep. 
but I just need a pizza oven, barbecue pit stop. I just need some pellets, barbecue pit stop. I just need some seasoning, wing dust. Do you know how good, have you tried wing dust? Does anybody, it, wing dust is a game changer. One, it, it, get the wing dust, get the asado. Do it. You're set for life. I'm going to go home today and I'm going to make pork chops and eggs for lunch. Yeah. I cannot wait because I'm going to use the asado seasoning in the eggs. Creme de la creme, brother. Yeah. It's going to be amazing at Barbecue Pit Stop. BBQPitStop.com. Equipment, seasoning, rubs, spices, wing dust, your mom. It's amazing. BarbecuePitStop.com. BBQPitStop.com. <laughs> it's been a day. I don't know. Yeah. I have so much energy. I'm telling you, the cold showers. I just have so much more energy in the yes, morning. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, you know. BBQPitStop.com or get to any of their five Utah locations. Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, the Jeezy. The Jeezy. What's up, St. George? Good to see you guys this morning. And, of course, our friends in Murray on State Street across from the mall. It's where you get barbecue pit stop. Uh, Ken Williams says, I let Jake know in the group why I canceled. It was because too much issues. It's personal. Okay. Uh, okay, let's, okay. Okay. So let's see. Uh, we're gonna go to the group here. Gage uh, Carter says Jazz should draft Amoni Bates. I don't disagree. Amoni Bates is amazing. Uh, Kurt Meyer says while you guys abandoned us during Christmas, Greg Hawkins explained Utah would lose a hundred million dollars a year in research grants if they leave the Pac-12. Well, if the Pac-12 collapses or is on the verge of collapse, I I don't necessarily believe that to be the but case. But you're telling me that if they go to the Big 12, they're not going to have that the same... I think people believe that, that okay, well, Utah left for the Pac-12. Hey, what are they going to do with the where the school used to be up on the hill? Like, that's really valuable land. Are they going to redevelop it? Because they moved the, the football stadium. Yeah, can we expand the avenues, or didn't, what are we doing they with put that? The football, they broke the football stadium down and put it in the back of a moving van. Right. And the Huntsman Center, they put right on top of the moving van and they just drove their ass out to the to the Big 12. That's right, T. Like, you guys understand they don't like move. They're just in a like they signed a piece of paper and now all of a sudden we're in the Big 12. Yeah. Now we can paint the field different colors and we're getting different teams and stuff. Come on. Ken Williams says uh, that seasoning is so yummy on chops. Asado seasoning. Have you guys had the flavor knuckles asado seasoning yet? Dude. You have not lived. Yeah, go get it, BBQpitstop.com. And they will ship. You got to call them, but they will. They will ship to your front door, yeah. BBQpitstop.com. Flavor, flavor Knuckles Asado Seasoning. Yeah. I put it on eggs, pork chops, tomatoes. 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 You know. Potatoes. Uh, pancakes. I don't. <laughs> My, You know what Mrs. Monty has been doing? Mrs. Monty has been making banana cupcakes with um, pancake uh, mix the dilly, uh, dilly. Dilly, dilly. I know what you're talking about the, bl- the high protein pancake yeah. mix Kodiak Kodiak so good it is so good I mean it's amazing you guys should do it uh let's see uh Edward Wayner says think of the people watching SEC on their big TV and Pac-12 on Amazon on their phone why because fans will want to change between the big uh oh yeah you want to watch Alabama and Mississippi State and then, but by the way, um, Utah and USC, well, USC's, USC right, and Ohio State are on in the Big Ten, but uh, so Washington were, and Arizona are on. Like, oh, but what, nobody wants to watch that game. Oregon and Utah are playing in the Pac-10. Um, 
Are you going to flip between ABC and then, well, let me go and start the app and then I got to sign in and then like, I got to say who's watching. Think about this on your phone because I think it's a fair point. And this is my this is why I was kind of harping on this Amazon streaming deal a little bit because even if you do go with Amazon, a YouTube TV customer who is out in the world, let's say at Costco, but wants to stream that while they shop, they're not going to flip between apps. You know what happens when you flip between apps on your phone, right? You understand what, what, what the consequence of that is. The stream stops on whatever app you're leaving, and then you have to re-pull the stream on the app you're going to. Yes. So you're missing stuff. So it's a very uncomfortable experience. But if you're if you're staying inside one or the other, it's a much smoother experience. So... Ooh. What? Breaking news out of politics. Oh, boy. How about this story? Jake Sherman um, from NBC News is reporting. George Santos. You remember George Santos? The um, the liar. The liar from New York. The Republican um, GOP congressman. George Santos tells House Republicans... He will recuse himself from all committee assignments. Just did that in a closed GOP meeting because he, there's a lot of people who believe that George Santos is on the verge of being indicted for financial improprieties related to his campaign. Um, did you hear that? So George Santos had a bunch of massive donors on his campaign. Right. And one of the things people have been doing is going back and fact checking those donors. And his, some of his largest donors are not real. They're fake people. They just don't exist. Like, he would say, uh, okay, well, Kevin Smith, who lives in Poughkeepsie, New York, gave me the maximum donation. He'd, like, fill out the disclosure forms and whatnot. So people have been going to Poughkeepsie and looking for Kevin Smith. Yeah. No birth certificates. Nobody at the address listed. The signature's fake. No voter registration cards. Can't find these people. How about that, dude? Yeah. Like, it's starting to unwind for him now. You knew it was only a matter of time. Yep. You knew it was only a matter of time before There's Santos's gig was up. somebody that lies their way to the yes, top, dude. absolutely. There's always somebody. The Big Mugamba. The Big Mugamba. Says waffles made with Kodiak cake and buttermilk. Oh, my God. Real maple syrup and butter on top. Day oh, my yam. God. Just like that. Oh. Dude, I am such a carb addict. Like, oh, yeah. I, I love... Love, love. Dude, breakfast. See, the problem is, it depends on what you make for breakfast, but I could be convinced. Pancakes or waffles? Pancakes. Pancakes or French toast? Pancakes. You're dumb. Good, fluffy, large pancakes are unbeatable. Mrs. Monty would, when she used to, when she was still in love with me anyway, she would make me pumpkin Kodiak pancakes. Don't oh. play intramurals, brother. Dude. Right. So good. So now she's reverted to making me banana uh, muffins with Kodiak pancake mix. The lady is a god because they're so good. They're so good. And the funny thing is, like a couple of weeks ago, she made pumpkin muffins and she put these pumpkin seeds on top of them. Oh. Dude. Yes, yes, yes. No, they were awful. Oh. They tasted so good. So it went like that. No, they tasted really good. I exactly right. <laughs> They tasted good, but they they tore her up. And we all know that women don't poop or well, fart, right? right, right they right. don't. I we mean, all know that already. Yeah, yeah. We all Get know that. The fuck? You know. Yeah, nobody, we, no we, females be, be doing that. Come on now. Women do not. 
burp, fart, poop, none of that. Mm, Nothing. Yeah. Pristine. She took offense. Pristine. Um, and, dude, that stuff tore her up. I felt so bad. But then, so she got smart and started making me banana muffins. <laughs> oh, my God. They're so good. <laughs> like, And so now I, like, guilt her into it. I'm like, hey, do we? And, uh, I'll be like, uh, hey, do we have any pancake mix? <laughs> <laughs> so the other day she's like i'll make you more muffins it's no problem muffins so we Honey. go to we go to Harmon's at the district to get bananas and they have like these little winky pinky bananas that don't even look that good wow they're like a banana shortage or something Can you measure it you know it's fine uh wait greg hawkins says i love when people misquote me how did i didn't misquote did i misquote you no he's talking about kurt what did kurt say I don't know. Oh, he says, thank you. Thanks for your comments, Kurt. I love when people misquote me. Okay, well, uh, what did Kurt say? I don't know. Uh, oh, the oh, the $100 million a year research grant thing, which I don't believe is true, by the way, but it's fine. Uh, waffles are just pancakes with syrup cups built in. See? Yeah, but again... I don't disagree. Dude, okay, if we're going to get in, let's just have it out then, if we're going to get into this. Like... You, you, not all waffles, French toast. What does that say? Bro, waffles and French toast is the 23 to the Rudy Gay of pancakes. That's such a casual take. Oh my God. Bro, come on, dude. Come on. Oh, I love it, dude. No, that's pretty good. They're casual. No, but for real, it, good, fluffy, well done pancakes. Come on, man. Those are tough to beat. Oh, my God. Ron Nolan says uh, Santos loves ketchup on his pancakes. He's also probably a blue cheese eater. Uh, Mrs. Monty says we can have pancakes anytime you want. <laughs> telling you, man. I'm telling you, it's so good. Blueberry pancakes. Let's go. No, God. See, you were doing so well not making what, an now, ass now of yourself. Now you don't like blueberries? No, I want banana violence you know, i want banana pancakes banana pancakes are banana amazing pancakes. my wife is uh, yeah dude her pancakes are amazing yeah i'm having i'm telling i'm going home and making eggs and pork chops for lunch i've decided that i've decided that jeremy bolton says uh i bet rudy gay puts blue cheese on his french toast dude <laughs> Blue cheese on French toast. Teddy Wayman. Yeah, see, he's a good man. Oh, he's Teddy, a good man. Come on. Teddy Wayman is a good red ble red bearded, excuse me, red bearded, frozen interior ah. American. Waffles all the way. Damn because right. Garbage. Damn right. Brett Robbins says we need a poll. Yeah, no, we thank don't. You. Let's no, go. We pull don't. up. Pull no. up. Eric and Raleigh says the Monty Pancake Breakfast Fundraiser. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Ken Williams says, I sent it to you, Jake, why I canceled Hulu. Okay, let's see here. Okay. Uh, no, we don't need a poll at all. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, is Bologna, Bologna just hot dog pancakes? Dude, I'm a, I'm a liverwurst bologna eating I'm, I'm a My wife is disgusted that I like liverwurst. And I do. I do. What happened? Nothing, just, you know, yeah. We don't need to talk about why Ken canceled Hulu. Okay. It's all good. All right. It's all good. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, uh, or Lopes Van Gabe says, Jeremy, um, it's blue cheese on his crepes. Thank you very wow. much. <laughs> crepes. Anton says, have you guys watched The Wolves lately? The Wolves. You mean the T-Wolves? Yeah, I watch all the time. 
Uh, would love to see Ant Edwards in the All-Star game, but his guard position is too stacked in the West, I'm afraid. Yeah, I don't think he's going to make it. Those reserves come out Thursday, by the way. Yeah. Did you see that he eats those horrendous? Ugh. Anthony Edwards says he eats 21 bags of those like super hot yeah. Cheeto things. Yeah. No, I'm good. That's gross. Gross. Can't do that. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, uh, dinner crepes are the bomb any time of day. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. We were in Boise last time we were up there with the Grizzlies. And they had like a little fair in the downtown area. And there was a dude that was making custom crepes. Bomb. Dude. Ham, egg, and cheese crepe. Let's go. Dude. So good. James Knight says fat. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Anton says, yeah, I saw that video as well. Um... Eric and Raleigh says Wolves Eastern Conference champs. Eric, be better. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yes, indictments are expected on on on. Oh wow! Yeah, George Santos is in trouble, bro. Good homie's going to. He's in trouble. He is in big yeah, time. I hope trouble. he goes away, dude. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, all right. Non-sports stories of the day. Yeah. Where do we want to go here? Um, let's talk Krispy Kreme since we're on food. Okay. Why did Krispy Kreme do this to me? Like, I'm a nice guy generally, right? I, I, like, you would agree I'm a nice You probably wouldn't agree. But most people would agree I'm a nice guy. Right. And so all of this hate that Krispy Kreme is spewing at me, they have come out with Biscoff Donuts. Yeah. And I take it personally. So the headline reads, Krispy Kreme's 23 Lotus Biscoff Donut Flavors. Why? Why? This line of three unique cookie-infused donuts combines everything you love in a donut, parentheses, pillowy soft brioche and oozing gooey glaze, with everything you love about Biscoff's, that crumbly bite and rich caramelly taste. The three new donuts come in the following flavors. Number one, Biscoff Ice Donut. For the traditionalist, this donut keeps it simple and elegant. The base is an original glazed donut dipped in a Biscoff oh cookie butter God. icing for an extra special touch. A Biscoff cookie butter icing? If you love a maple donut, me, you're sure to me? love this new limited edition flavor. So that's just number one, right? Let's get dude, to number two here. Dude. Uh, let's see. Number two, uh, Biscoff cookie butter cheesecake donut. Oh, my God. To kick it up a notch, this flavor features an original glazed donut Dude. dipped in Biscoff cookie butter icing, then topped with a uh, a sweet cream. This ad is blocking me right now. I hate you. Yeah, this ad is totally blocking what I'm trying to read. Uh, but basically, it's covered in a cheesecake frosting with sprinkles, oh. and, you know, it's it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. Dude, wow. that wow. sounds wow. so good. Wow. What? Wow. Can I have a moment, please? Uh, yeah, in the bathroom. Hands oh up. my God! Just like that, dude. <gasps> if that does not sound good to you, you are broken. Right. Uh, if that does not, if that does not excite you, if it didn't move a little bit while he was not reading that correctly. Well, speaking of it moving, why don't we get to the cream-filled donut? Because that's obviously the headliner, right? So the Biscoff cookie butter cream-filled donut. Do you have an insatiable sweet tooth? Do you eat cookie butter Dude. by the spoonful? Dude, yes. Then this donut is for you. <laughs> it features a shell donut filled with Biscoff oh. cookie butter cream, Biscoff cookie butter icing, 
a swirl of dark chocolate icing, and a dusting, uh, a dusting of Biscoff crumble. Oh my God! And by the way, when can you get these donuts? Oh. Now until uh, let's see, until the end of the month. So, yeah, go and get them. Oh. Go and get them, bro. Go and get them. James Knight, are you hungry, Monty? Yes, yes. Uh, Ken Williams says, uh, go to a locally owned donut shop. That's so much better they are. I will tell you, I I don't eat donuts. It, uh, they're terrible for you. One of the worst things you can eat. But when I do eat donuts, Harmon's mm -hmm. is not a bad option. Dilly uh, dilly. I've gotten into the blueberry cake donut. Yeah. Yes. Bro. Yes. Okay, what's your favorite donut? Oh, maple bar, nah, bro. Nah, traditional, bro. A tradi an old-fashioned. An old-fashioned, oh. uh, old-fashioned donut. Cake donut. Yeah. yeah. Old-fashioned cake donut, bro. That's my jam. All day. Uh, I think I am a blueberry donut. I like iced blueberry donuts. There's, there's few things I enjoy more than those little, like, donut, donut, like, donut holes, ball. Donut holes. Uh, donut holes. Yeah. Blueberry. Maple bars are not donut good. holes. I mean, they're so good. Like, yeah, bro. I mean, you just Google search, you know, blueberry donut holes. How do you not like donut oh holes? My God. Like, how does that come on, dude? They're so good. And this is the thing about like the cookie game, like crumble cookies are so good. Like I, I just, I am a huge fan of sweets and I, that's why I can't do it. Yeah. I don't do it. Like I can't. Well, you remember, you remember when one of our viewers sent you randomly crumble cookie that one day. Yeah. I've I, people have sent me a dozen donuts from starlight donuts. I think it was called. Yeah. Uh, somebody it's twice has sent crumble cookies to my front door. Like it's crazy, but I can't do it. it it's just, I just can't do it. What's uh, what's happening with your phone? Um, Tanner, Tanner is messaging us about a video that he said he was going to make or whatever. Okay. So apparently he's made that video and he's going to send it to us today. About what? Uh, for his school assignment. Tanner Plummer. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember this a couple weeks ago he asked and I said, you need to run it by us before you just roll it out into the public. Cause I need to see what we're working with. What here. is he doing? I don't know exactly. Okay. Yeah. I have no idea what this is about. Um, let's see. Donnie uh, Guzman says, Monty, you want more cookies? It got you. This week is fire. No. I love cookies, and I don't. Donut Star and Draper is the best. Stop it. <laughs> see, San you Diego know, State Teddy says, has a history of good recommendations, too. Apple fritters when I am weak. Oh, my uh, God. Ah, yes. Yes. <laughs> I actually think that I have converted Mrs. Monty into a fan of apple fritters. Because I'm a huge apple fritter guy. Do you guys remember Bear Claws? Yeah. Oh, I love Bear yeah. Claws. Mm -hmm. I love Bear Claws. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Joshua says, uh, I agree with Donut Star. Their, their Cronut game is changing. Maybe is we need to go changing. there. Can, can we, like, go there? A what do you think? Cronut. Oh, my God. A Cronut. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, Rudy Gage chooses broccoli instead of donuts. Well. Yeah. Uh, Louis Capazzo, maple-covered buttermilk bars from Lynn's Marketplace. Dude, Stop. chill out, dude. Man. Harmon's, Harmon's donut game is strong. Yeah. I haven't been to a local donut shop in... Years? I can't think of the last time I went. We went, didn't we go? We got, I feel like we went at some point. I, man. We got, oh, we, got some, we got some pastries and donuts from that deli in L.A. 
Yes, we did. That's correct. Do honey buns count as donuts? Yes. Yes. I mean, but honey buns are like fast food donuts, aren't they? Like, isn't that, isn't that like... You know, I, if we're doing fast food donuts, I'm telling you Dunford Donuts, they're double chocolate Dunford Donuts. Yeah, mm, I don't think that I'm counting honey buns as a donut, bro. Why? Because that's... that's that's, that's like so, fast that's like food a cinnamon donut. Roll. Yeah, but like that's yeah, it's more cinnamon rolly than donut. Like, okay. You know so what is I mean? an apple fritter a donut? Yeah. I mean that you would find an apple fritter in any donut case at any local you would, Okay, Dick. You would find a cinnamon roll in any local donut yeah, but, shop. Yeah, <laughs> You're but such like a, a honey, but a honey bun is like fast food. Oh it's like pre packaged. Like I'm talking about like donut case. Jeremy Bolton says, Come on, tell me someone else here has been to Banbury Donuts. Never heard of it. John Jackson, I'm always looking for great donut places. Toast today, Toasty's Donut in Kaysville is pretty good. Will Smith, the late great Will Smith, my former radio partner, used to bring us donuts. Very good. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Tanner, where do we go to watch your production? John Jackson says, there's always room for a donut, even when you're full. Yes. Damn right. Ryan P says Astro Donuts and Fried Chicken in D.C. has creme brulee donuts. Bro, you chill out now. Creme out. brulee donuts? Oh, my God. Mrs. Monty has converted me to a creme brulee guy. You uh, are not. Oh, I love creme brulee. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. I mean, they're good. Hit the like button, casuals. Appreciate you. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, dude, try it. You'll hate me for it. I will. Hey, yeah. I, and I will yeah. try it. I yeah. will try it. Yeah. I don't get mad when uh, the apple filling drips on my shirt when biting into a bear claw. Oh, my God. What, bro? What, what? Glenn, stop it. Oh, my God. Just like that. Oh. Sounds, you know, there's something about like those Danishes at Costco yeah. that I've never tried. Yeah. They have fruit topped Danishes. It, oh. See, Mrs. Monty, Mrs. Monty won't let me. Please. And I appreciate that. She will not be having that. We didn't even have apple pie over the holidays. No, we didn't because she wouldn't allow it. She said we can't. She said the apple pie was too much and we're fat. God damn. She did. She calls me fat every day, though. Right. Um, fat. You, you can count on nearly every show devolving into food talk, Joshua That's right. says. That's right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we deliver on our. By the way, who's going to be the newest member today? Come on. It's been, it's been a minute. Yeah, we. I need, I need a member. Come on. Yeah, we need to play the jingle. Yeah. There's a link to join. Uh, Eric C says, uh, if donuts aren't handmade from scratch, get out of my face. Well. Banbury Cross Donuts, Jeremy Bolton says. Um, Drosad says, raspberry and blueberry fritters are amazing. Raspberry fritters. Mm. I'm a sucker for raspberry anything. Like raspberry jam. Oh, my God. Yeah. Raspberry jam on toast. And yeah, I know that, what time it is. That diner up in Immigration Canyon. Ruth's, Ruth's. Ruth's has a jar of just raspberry orgasm. Bomb. Oh, my God. It is so good. Dallin Sproul. Hello, Dallin. Me jumping on the show two hours late and saying this is clickbait, laughing because of yesterday's comment. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly right. Exactly right. And you notice how Buddy's not in here every day. No, just He'll come in here like two days a week and be like, oh, it's clickbait. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan Corbin, this... This will be a hot take, but donuts suck. Get some colashes. What's a cola? Now I got to Google search that. Am, am I not refined? I don't know what a colash, col, 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 kalashnikov. Oh, yes. 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 <laughs> Instantly agree. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah, I'm. I am here for that. Yeah, that's your. That's what you like. I'm oh, not. I'm not as. Man. I'm not as it's big on It's essentially a fruit-filled Danish fruit top. Da- Dude, I'm telling you, You're Apple a big Danish, Danish guy. Apple yeah. Danish is again. It moves like you see a picture. Of it, like, I, I. I don't. I don't, don't blame me. Me. Don't me. Don't blame me, dude. Like I'm telling you now, and I should not even put this up because somebody's stopping at Maverick to get a donut. I guarantee you. Uh-huh. I, I guarantee. You. Actually, Holiday or Maverick for donuts? Ooh, Ooh. that's a heater right there. Ooh, oh, look at those. We're okay. Okay, real quick, hey, real quick, because now, now you've 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 opened the floodgates here. Where are we at? Where are we at? Holiday or Maverick? Because I Holiday gotta say, it's damn close for me. I'm a Maverick guy. I'm a Maverick guy. Uh-huh. Holiday. The nice holidays are pretty damn good. There's a nice one in South Jordan on 114. Yes. That I like a lot. There's one right here. Isn't that our new one on 35th? Right uh, here by the Mav? I think. By Maverick Center? I think. I mean, I'm a Maverick guy. I think. Oh, whoa, whoa. Amber Spencer's whoa. in the chat. Whoa. Whoa. She's like Maverick all day. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Amber. Hello. Uh, Ryan P says Wawa. Wawa is good. Wawa is good. Uh, Dalen says they, is it, is it pronounced Colash? Amber's I think the it's Colash. Ba- a- a- Amber's the baking expert. Amber actually like is a professional baker. Me? She makes cakes and. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty death. sure it's Colash. A Colash. Yeah. Flavor that is sausage and gravy. Oh my God. Dude. Like I cannot, this is a. Mm. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, Amber, good morning. Good morning. Wow. I can hear it in his voice. Like he holds the good morning. He's oh. it's real low. It's real low. Amber. Amber. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, I'll bring you, uh, some macaroons filled with jam. Watch out. Oh my God. Can you at least provide me one old fashioned donut, oh please? Just one, just one. Oh my God. Like I don't get to have donuts very often. Dude, macaroons with, oh. Why did why did you want to? You're an idiot. You're never picking topics again. <laughs> you're an again. idiot. Says daily on the show. <laughs> I'm the one who picked this topic. By the way. Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, "Well, see you later. Workout, eating good today. Thanks. Hell yeah, let's go cold shower. Let's go cold shower. <laughs> oh my god. And you know what? I didn't bring food to eat today, and now I'm like, I'm about it. Yeah, I'm about it. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, "Sup, Amber. <laughs> Stop it. Grow up." Yeah. Uh, old fashioned is the best ever, Jake. Old fashioned donuts are good. Yeah. Not the best yeah. ever. They're my favorite. Um, Dallin says in the Czech Republic, where it is from, it's pronounced kol- kolak. Colon? Uh, in America, it's pronounced kolashi. <laughs> <laughs> Why? You brought up the colon. I Why? Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says, give me a Kringle all day long. You ain't wrong. Kurt Meyer says, that's me. Uh, Amber Spencer says, oh, my gosh, you guys. Exactly. Uh, James Knight says, straight up hot jam jelly filled donuts will do me. It's internal. <laughs> Dude. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. <laughs> uh, Ken Williams says, LOL. Dallin says, CH like cheetah. Colach? Colach? Uh, colon? Uh, Jeremy Bolton says, we haven't heard the vacuum drop in a long, long time. <laughs> Dude, my Roto Rooter is. You know, oh man, dude, <laughs> that's coming in April. Uh, Jaron Eccles says Amber by Three Eleven is a great song. Amber is the color of your energy. Oh, yeah, that's the name of that song. 
All right, cool, bro. Um, I guess that's it. By the way, by the way, did yeah. you see they also opened a new Wendy's on yeah. 35th? Yeah, nice Wendy's too. Haven't been there, but driving Tell by. Tell you, West nice Valley's food. putting some money down, dude. Like, there is some redevelopment here. Yes, you did. Big time. Yes, you did. Although yesterday was kind of crazy. We mm -hmm. rolled up to the Mav yesterday morning. We get here at like, I don't know. Four, it's about 448 every day. Every day. Yeah. And there was like some major crime scene over here. It, wasn't a cra it was like a fire truck and an ambulance. So somebody was probably dying. We shouldn't make light of it, but it happens. <laughs> um, I, I've never seen that before. Yeah. And by, I saw a couple of people asking about the cats. I have no idea what's going on with the cats now. I haven't seen the cats in like a week. Well, you know, they spit the babies out and then they're just chilling. Maybe, yeah, maybe. I, I mean, they could, be, they, could be, they could be on the teat. I don't know. And maybe that's a silent activity. I can't tell. Can't do something for me. I think they were having babies. Maybe they're just on the teat. Yeah. The teat. <laughs> you know. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. all right? No, I'm, I seriously, you guys, I seriously have a, a colonoscopy scheduled in April. Because you health can't get me in until like 1988. I think that's HIPAA. Comes back around. Right. Like I, right. So yeah, I, I'm not looking forward to it. But Just I'm so not, you can go to Pound Town. As it was. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, Jake, say Baker's Dozen. Uh, Baker's Dozen. Okay. Great showgram today, Monty. Great showgram hey, today, Monty. Monty. Appreciate you. Showgram. Amber says, "Bye, casuals." Well, you just have been you here just, five you minutes. You just dropped in. Like, what? You think you can roll in and then and then and roll leave? out? Like, like, yeah, that's stupid. Can we Come smoke on. a cigarette at least? Uh, Jared Eccles says they did a giveaway for the first one hundred people at the Wendy's grand opening. Free food for a year. Is that a true story, Jared Eccles? And you didn't tell me. How do you not? How do you not give us that information? How are you not holding out on the fat man? What are you doing, Damn. man? What are you doing? Ken Williams is like, oh my God, free food in Utah. Oh, it's a riot every single time. Yep. Yep. It's a it's ah. a riot every single time. Instead of saying goodbye, Jake, say Baker's doesn't, Jake. See what he No, the goodbye, Jake, is a signature move on the show. That's a that's a that's like a thing. Are we gonna talk about no recessions? Or are we just gonna leave? Amber can do whatever she wants the hell she wants. She can. She owns this place and she makes great graphics. What now? Let me, Let me tell, tell you, you what now. now. Yeah, and if you guys hate the merch, it's Amber's fault, by the way. Yeah. No she, pressure, she, Amber. She Don't screw it up. It. She does. I asked for a circle. She made a rectangle. Apologize to that man. You hate it. That's up to you. No. It's never my fault. It's never my fault. Ever. Oh, man, dude. <laughs> Amber says, thanks, Jeremy. Exactly right. Uh, the fine print for free food is lame AF. Always read the fine print. Okay, what does it say? It probably says you can only come in once a week and here's the enough money to get you 52 Dave's Doubles for a year. She took offense. Right? Better burger than Dave's Double. Go. Uh, habit. You're so, I, see, like, you don't give me anywhere to go because the stupidity and the things you say. Better burger than Dave's Double. Oh, the habit. There's the not a better burger at Habit than Dave than a oh, Dave's double. Please, the double char is bomb. It Get is. the hell out of here. Man. Hell out of here guys, with that. You guys. You know what the problem with Wendy's is? I roll through Wendy's and half the time I don't know if Buddy just came back in from smoking his cig. So yeah. you know, like I can't, I can't okay, trust. Okay, but that Wendy's. doesn't mean the burger is not better than Habit. That just means they hire no, Royce. It, what it means. <laughs> 
And by the way, look, Travis Kelsey, just because they hired jabronis, you know, doesn't mean that the burger <laughs> sucks. Okay. But by the way, in all, in, in like, I don't eat at Wendy's anymore because of the quality of person they hired for the district store. Know your role and shut your mouth. Homie was out back smoking a cancer stick. Bro had stadium. And we, <laughs> so he's out back seriously. And he is knocking it down. He's like, like just, wow. I mean, courting, courting death. We pull up and he's like, hey. And then he walks immediately inside. And he's like, oh, welcome to Wendy's. Go ahead and tell, I'll take your order. Uh, <coughs> go ahead, uh, take your order. Like, hello. You think he washed his hands? Hell no. You think he made our food? Probably. Like, I can't do that anymore. No. Nope. I can't do it. So that's why I say you walk in a, uh, into uh, the habit, you're good. I messed with the guy at habit the other night so bad. So uncomfortable, bro. But he laughed. Why, why he, well, do you he didn't like laugh. doing that? Why do you like doing that to like, because the checker they have a, at the they have a hard, they, Because they're in service and they have a hard job. So if I can make them smile, which he did, he thought it was funny. Like, that. that's all it is. Like, these the, the a-holes at Chipotle... <laughs> Okay, like Chipotle. Oh, it's burrito season, yeah. bro. Yeah, foil up. Chipotle, which is already stupid expensive. It really is. It's like, oh, we're hiring 16,000 new workers. Oh, Or I think they said 15,000 new workers. What are you, the right? IRS? We're hiring 15,000 new workers for burrito season. Apply online at thisjobsucks.com. <laughs> and we'll pay you. $16 an hour, and you can have all of the stale guacamole when it's brown at chipotle.com. That really annoys me when, they have, when they're serving dark, like, you know, older guac. You know what annoys me? Dude, it's Chipotle. So? You're charging me eight, $879 for a scoop of freaking cheese sauce and stuff. What is that stuff called? Queso. 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 You know, queso. You're charging me $879 for queso, and it's like cover like hard and moldy stuff on like Sorry if you're offended mix by that. up the phlegm on top there kid like i don't need to this is i'm telling i know that you're a chipotle disciple oh chipotle bro i could get the best chicken burrito ever there yeah like you're a chipotle i am hardcore cafe real guy yeah, but you always feel like crap after Cafe Rio. Well, that's because they use too much oil. Okay, so that means naturally you're a Chipotle guy. No, no. <laughs> what that means is I don't eat at Cafe Rio. I go to Chipotle because you, you and Mrs. Monty prefer Chipotle. Right. But I'm telling you, Chipotle sucks. I'm telling you now. I, I'm not doing it. The freaking queso cheese and the, they never, how do you not have fajita vegetables in the pan? Jack wagon. It's not different. Like you have tongs, you have a um, pan, you offer like fajita vegetables. I don't know. Put Sally over there on the grinder vegetable know. chopper thing and let's get it done. You know. Instead, you have like three onion shavings in the bottom of a pan. Okay, well that's double the portion anyway. Hey, can I get more? Yeah, I guess. No, I not. More. I want more. Can I get fresh vegetables? No. You have like no veggies in there. I hate Chipotle. I hate Chipotle. <laughs> now, having said that, it moves it through the system and the end product, you wind, you know, like it's, it's nice to turn around and see it. Like it's good.
Anyway, stop. <laughs> stop it. No. The answer is no. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, what happened to the comment section here? Um, let's see. San Diego State says Amber is bearing pastry gifts. She's all right. Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, like it, Kurt. Yeah, everybody likes Amber. I agree. In and out is not a better. Lewis, no. Carl's Jr., no. No, Carl's Jr. went out of business no. at the district because they were so bad. Brett Robbins says five guys. Jaron Eccles says the small print literally says one free sandwich a week, and that's not enough. If you don't want it, just let me know. Yeah. Let me know. I'll be there, man. Trust me. Um, <laughs> I'll take it. Oh, what? we've got a new member. We do. What? Look Where? at look at the little green bubble at the top. See how it says member? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, Sam One Lot. Hey, what's up? Let's go. Let's go. How about my guy Sam Lot joining the program? Let's go. Right at the end. See? You guys coming through. Now we've had a good show. Let's go. Sam, make sure you uh, DM Jake SLC uh, Jake. SLC Jake. I almost get it wrong every time. Uh, Lewis says, uh, there's the newest member. That's let's right. Let's go. Lopes Van Gabe says, let's go. Alan Corbin says Utah needs a Whataburger. I'm not yes, a it Whataburger does. Guy, yes, dude. it does. Sam Lot says, I'm here, fellas. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> Ryan P says the worst part of the fart sound is hearing the echo off the toilet. Dude, board. I know. Gotta take a trip to the fourth floor, man. Dude, it's it's it is such a good part of that drop. It's one of my favorites. I'm convinced we're going to hell if there is a hell, which I don't think there is, but <laughs> I'm hoping there's not because I'm I'm not playing. The fact that you heard the echo off the toilet bowl on that is amazing. Yeah. You know. Um, hey, look at that. Cactus Jack is what? coming to Salt Lake City, man. Okay, is this a problem? Like just a just two seconds here. What? This is the same guy, Travis Scott. Yeah. This is the same guy that had that whole concert controversy. You remember? You guys concert remember that? Concert controversy. People died. People what do you mean? Die. Concert People controversy. People will die. You remember that? You guys remember all that? Do you, How you guys do you feel about care that? that, and I'm going to put the tweet up here. Do you guys care that Ryan Smith is openly courting Travis Scott to come to the NBA All-Star game? Do you guys care about this? Because Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz, just tweeted a screenshot of he and Travis Scott talking. Mm -hmm. And here it is right here. Here's a tweet. And so the question is, do you guys care um, that he's doing that? I don't know. At what point do you get over it? Well, I mean, people me, died at his concert. Yeah, I mean, I'm over it as far as, like, not listening to his music. I mean, I'm I'm good. Like, it's cool. So do you listen to his music? Yeah, from time to time. He's not my favorite, but from time to time, yeah. I think But it, I, I think that I guess maybe I'm not as over it as I thought because that was the first thing I thought about when I saw him. You know what I mean? And I'm not, I'm not even trying to hate. Like, I'm not trying to hate on the guy at all. Like, I'm just simply asking, does it matter? Yeah. Kurt Meyer says, wait, this isn't hell? Yeah, it is. <clears throat> yeah, that's why you're watching the show. I'm uh, screwed. This, that sound is what happens when you eat at Chipotle. Don't disagree. Scammer Trolling says this show is a parody bit. What does that mean? What does that mean? Brett Robbins says, uh, sweet Mick Foley's going to wrestle. Exactly. Exactly. 
Sam, someone lot says, I don't like what he did at the concert. It's messed up, but can't deny his talent. And he will bring a crowd. He will. Yeah. Ryan Smith is going over the top on the all-star game, which I love. Which he should. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Uh, Make sure you uh, hit thumbs up. Give us a like if you are uh, watching the program, which is now the Showgram. That's the newest way we call the show, the Showgram. So make sure you give us a like. Thanks for everybody watching. Thank you, Sam Juan Lott, for being here. Can I call you, Sam? Please DM me on Instagram. Yeah, DM Jake, Sam, to get into the uh, Instagram members only group. Love you guys. Appreciate you being here. Uh, Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about tomorrow yet. Something about food. Uh, There you go. Jake? Yeah. Until tomorrow. uh, Say Baker's Dozen, Jake. Baker's Dozen, Jake.